Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to Real Good Show, episode number 71, another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast, an episode that promises to disappear from its obligation to the Russian Army team, and who knows where it will show up, hopefully in your iTunes or whatever podcast listener you happen to use. Uh, this is enough of this tortured metaphor, I think. Justin Morissette with you once again, with me, as always, is... Stefan Heck, John Cullen, and uh, then seventy-one would be Evgeny Malkin this time. Okay. Yes, we remember. I thought you were going to do a like a riff on how he always comes onto the ice last. Like, oh, this is going to be the podcast that comes onto the ice last. Oh, I don't know. I always remember when he first like made his dangerous voyage over to the right. NHL, right? Just vanishing from his Russian team, right? That's that's kind of my. You know, f- the funny memory of Malkin, I right. guess. I remember oh, that that's from... Like funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not really... Yeah, it's more <laughs> it like... Yeah, it was uh, like this exciting edition of, like, where in the world is Evgeny Malkin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just figured, you know, we forgot uh, about Brayden Holtby last week wearing yeah, number like, seven, who eight. cares? I mean, people were acting like we forgot the most popular... It'd be like if we got to episode 99 yeah. and we're like, oh, I can't think of any player that ever wore that I number. think they're underestimated. Like, we're pretty stupid. Yeah. yeah. And sports has, like, ruined our brains. And they're also overestimating how many people know who Braden Holby is. Like, people were really... They were no, re- but, like, we... I mean, we probably... Sh- maybe yeah, not we- his number, necessarily. Like, yeah, I know who Braden Holby is. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about the number. I'm just... Yeah, yeah like, we should have got it, but at the same time, there were people who were like, uh, duh, Braden Holby, duh. Duh. And you're like, yeah, okay, it's Bra- It's not, like, a super popular player. Like, he's good, obviously, and he was on Team Canada for the World Cup or whatever, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... I don't- was he on Team Canada for a little? Yeah, he, he was. Right? He was the third string. Somebody right? on our oh, Facebook was also like, uh, guys, what year do you think the Canucks were founded in? And I believe we have 1,900 more episodes to go before we get to that. One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Duh. So, you Stupid. know. They're founded in year 70. <laughs> the bottom line C-E. is. As I said CE instead of AD, by the way. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that. I, that was nice. Yeah. As we've said on the show. We are subscribing to the Stop Podcasting Yourself method. If you have something to complain about, you can mail it to us. Okay. Well, mail it to Justin. Yeah, mail it to Justin, yeah. whose Who address is on the website. put his address on the website he for has. whatever reason. And, you can and, and we're actually at your apartment. We are. Yeah, this is the housewarming party. Yeah. It's yeah. also a Christmas party. We got lots of people <laughs> coming by the house yeah. Yeah, it's throughout be great. the episode. It's uh, the 12 segments of Christmas. Yeah, we're, we're bringing it back. because it's second annual. Did we actually year. do 12 last year? We did 12. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. counted them all out. Remember we had a Don Cherry one. 12 times. We got some good ones planned out, though. We do. So I'm let's just, start with segment. Are we starting with segment? Well, I was going to say I'm just looking around Justin's apartment, and uh, I think you made this comment earlier. Yeah, like, it's a it's a man cave. It's a man cave. That's impressive. Even, but that his girlfriend to, like, lives here also. Yeah, I mean, I just have an arcade game. 
That's yeah, like, but that uh, that kind of like takes up. Yeah, that dominates. That's like a big like focal point. A lot of it, and you also have all of your like DVDs and records and stuff on display, and all the not the comic allowed. book posters on the wall, which are I like them. They're badass, but it's like the only way I know that Carrie lives here is that there's a stack of Big Bang Theory DVD well, series. Half of those <laughs> records are hers, also. Right. Okay. Okay. So we we are jointly into but that. The, would be tough. That would be tougher to tell. Yes, and but I know and for sure you here? don't own Big Bang Theory DVDs. No. This is true. <laughs> are those your friends' DVDs? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the. Place. Yeah, Clue. Oh, we should really play nice. Clue on the air one episode. I hope everybody <laughs> should just be our bonus episode. Stopping by Clue. can also compliment my apartment because this. I think I think I did pretty well. You did, very, you did, you did well. very well. I yeah. made dinner for you before we. You were did. It was, and it was excellent. Risotto. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, very very good. My yeah. my, my uh, domestic game has stepped up. But maybe not if I still live in a man cave. Well, basically. here's the thing. Uh, your roof is not emitting water, so <laughs> it's true. It's I think you're. Do- I think you're doing yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time we were here, we had to uh, try to edit out the drops from the ceiling. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think we're doing good. Yeah, it's a big step up. Yeah, uh, but I mean, what I, we- I like the countertops too. I have to say, yeah. thank you. Yeah, no, it's very nice. It's good I spot. Mean, it was it was uh, renoed before we moved yeah, in. Yeah, no, it's quite nice. Perfect. Uh, but I, I believe we actually have some guests joining us right off the hop. But before we get to that, we do have some business to attend. Segment to. number one. We do. I don't think this, business. this doesn't count as a yes, segment, it, actually. Oh, well, the, the ad. Not the, the thank yous was yeah, a segment. It's, sorry, my apologies. It's not part of the 12 segments of my Christmas. Apologies, my apologies. Uh, it's a little bonus segment, you it could is say. An ad, yes. Brought to you by the kind folks at SeatGeek. SeatGeek. Because the best place to buy and sell tickets to concerts and sporting events this holiday season is the SeatGeek. And Geek. always mobile app or SeatGeek.com. Yes. And I have to say, last week's uh, little promo spot was probably the best we've ever had. Last week's episode was great all around, but Chris was just uh, extremely enthusiastic about SeatGeek on a personal level, which, of course, we all are also. But we didn't True. expect that because a lot of, like, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, we have to, not that SeatGeek's not well known, yeah. but it's just like, he, we've never had someone who's so passionate about SeatGeek. A, a lot of the time, somebody yeah. comes on, we have to explain to them what is different about SeatGeek versus StubHub beyond just the fact that you can trust SeatGeek because it's not owned by Ticketmaster. Yeah, and like he knew about the whole deal uh, score. all in on the deal score, yeah. finding the best valued tickets uh, versus you know their other listed prices, and uh, you know just being able to see where you're going to be sitting on a on a seat map before you yeah. even select you get a them. picture from the seat. Yeah, and just you know you always know you're getting a good deal, and you know you're especially getting a good deal if it's your first time using the app because the promo code Real Good gets you twenty dollars off your first purchase and those are 20 american dollars u.s coin baby yes so our canadian listeners it's that's quite a, it's a good it's thing it's a deep discount take it from someone who gets paid in american dollars it <laughs> kicks ass yes. yeah that's good now it does i mean if you're listening to this like four years from now it's just normal and you know if, if if, you're, I mean, if dollars are still around. If you're somebody in Vancouver listening to this right now, I mean, you can probably score tickets night of, because prices drop significantly night you of. You definitely could. If you want to go see the Vancouver Canucks, and I don't know why you would want to do that. Maybe you have a masochistic streak to Or you. they're playing a good team. But maybe yeah. you just like using the SeatGeek app, and that's a good enough reason right <laughs> yeah, there. Absolutely. absolutely. I just like the thrill of buying a ticket, you and then I have buyer's remorse when I realize I'm going to see the Canucks versus Columbus. You might actually make money going to a game. 
if you just buy one single ticket and don't go with yeah. someone. And you use would. promo code real, real good, good to save $20, 20 off bucks. your first purchase yes. uh, under the settings tab on the mobile app. And I think uh, as a code that you just enter at checkout if you're using the website. That's, That's correct. correct. That is correct. You and uh, we love using it. They love supporting us. And we hope you enjoy them because we certainly do. We do. Yes. Thank you, Seat okay. Geek. Okay, thank you to Seat Geek. <laughs> thank you, Seat Geek. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to all you geeks out there. May you all receive the seats you desire. Absolutely. Well, so, that could have used some work. <laughs> well, we we didn't always. I mean, we kind of trailed plan off every, We don't plan everything We out. don't plan anything. Yeah, okay. Sorry. But, but we did plan this out. Yeah, because if we're going to dive right in here to the 12 segments of Christmas, segment number one is to thank the people who have been so kind to us True. this year. I don't have it up this week. So, Justin, you, you're on your own. That's Actually, I know Chuck Smith is a donor. That's quite all right. Uh, we have some donors to thank, but before we thank them, I believe we have a uh, a theme song to oh, listen to yeah, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. to kick off segment yeah. number one. Segment one. I'm gonna do it in a crazy voice. You can sing it if you want, but I'm gonna be. I'm gonna yell it. <laughs> I'm just not gonna sing. Segment one. Donor thank yous. Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money, that we know. That we know. The segments where we read out all your names. All your names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck your parents. Segment one. We do have some people to thank this week. Chuck Smith, $5 donor. Thank you, Chuck. Jin. C. Jin C. Jin C. Thank you. Jin C. I believe that was the protagonist in the new Star Wars film. Uh, well, Jin actually, yeah. but it's not. Is it J Y N or J I N? It's J I N. Okay, I think the Star Wars one was J Y N. Okay, so. I think like, there are two N's. On more it like Qui Gon Jin, am I right? <laughs> I guess there were. There's two Jins in the Star Wars yeah. universe. Yeah. Qui Gon Jin. I not think it's of that. It's but a thank very you, popular Jin. name now. It's, uh, he or she pledged 542. You so know, my favorite you. Star Maybe Wars Maybe the 42 char- is in honor of Kyle Lowell. I Or weed. <laughs> you know who my favorite Star Wars character is? Who? Luke Jin. <laughs> okay. John's been in the cough syrup, so let's... Uh... <laughs> Will Hayward also became hitting, a donor this week. Vapors. Jin Hayward. <laughs> thank, so you, Will. thank you, Will, thank you. for your contributions. Will Hayden. Uh Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith. You Jin Smith. It. There you go. $5. <laughs> Chuck also, Jin. Also hopped on the donation Chuck bandwagon. Chuck on Jin, am I right? So thank you very much, Chuck. Tucker Jackson also became a five dollar donor. Tucker Jackson. That Tucker Jackson. Like that's like a, you just said a his country name musician. Tucker Jinson. Uh, that's a, like a country musician. Tucker Jackson. Yeah, sounds like it. Thank you, thank you to all our donors, and I want to just say thank also you. Also, sounds like maybe a like a running back for Nebraska. That's. I guess that's true. I <laughs> want to say thank you to all our listeners as yeah. well. But and is there one and more? Space Sloth also. Oh, space Sloth. About time. This week. I Long think I recognize that guy yeah. from his Twitter profile picture. Oh, oh no, not about time. He because he went down and then back up. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did. A in any case, up. his avatar space is sloth. a yeah. sloth in an astronaut suit. Yeah, I believe he tried to edit his pledge yes. a long time that's ago, right. but it only finally his finger finally hit the button. Nice, uh, that's right what now. it was. 
because he's he is, a sloth. of course, a, a sloth. sloth. Yes. More like space gin. But anyway, <laughs> thank you to all the donors, and thank you to all our listeners Thank as you well. to all the gins. It's, it's been a very fun thank, year. Yeah, thank you to every single Qui-Gon person Gin. who contributed to the podcast this year monetarily, and of course, who helped pay for uh, Monty's surgery earlier in the and year Monty as well. Monty's doing well. He's Monty sleeping on the couch alive, right now. I can confirm. Yeah. He bit me. He had uh, x-rays totally last week. Totally worth whatever thousands of dollars you paid, I can agree. <laughs> he had x-rays last week that came back that he was 100% healed up. All good. Excellent. Monty, so, bring that leg over here. The listeners can feel good about having uh, contributed How to that. How easily do you think I could break his leg again? Uh, very. Yeah? I'd rather that you didn't attempt So, it. like, 100% is relative. I mean... If I hucked him like a football at the blinds, mm-hmm. do you think he would, like, grab onto the blinds before... Because, like, would he slam into the window? I guess this is my question. He'd like, hit the well, window How much give hard. is there? Yeah. Because, like, cats have this way of, like, yeah. pushing back. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But do you think if I threw him like a football? I mean, it's me throwing. And, and, yeah. You know, I mean, you might not make the window. Did I tell you guys I'm playing flag football next season, apparently? Well, you're going to die. I know. Well, it's flag football. So. My point stands. Okay. Well, All right. Well. More like gin football. Okay. Well, that's, that, this is not. <laughs> you know what? Am throwing, I right? Throwing cats for fun. It's pretty twisted. It is pretty twisted. Sounds like something that our first guest might do. Well, gentlemen, it's it's not our year in review show, but it, it is us looking back on the year that was. And, of course, we had a banner year here at Real Good Show. We were joined by all kinds of people. But perhaps our most high-profile guest of all uh, was this gentleman who was joining us once again. He had himself one heck of a year. He made headlines all over the place. And uh, when we last spoke to you, Jared, uh, Suicide Squad had not yet hit theaters, but the buzz was very strong. Uh, it's been quite a year for you. Jared Leto returns to Real Good Show, and we are so happy to have you here. Are you happy to have me here? Uh, I, I or like... are you sad all the other times I'm not here? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that's like one way to put it. I didn't think of it that way, but you've kind of you've like opened our eyes and we're what like a minute into the interview. So, yeah. I mean, he's dropping knowledge fast and furious. Speaking of, would you like to be in the next Fast and Furious, Jared? Is that something that's on your agenda for 2017? Let me put it this way. There's certain bumper stickers they would have to let me put on my car to let me be in the Fast and the Furious movies. They're pretty crazy. I have one that uh, well, it looks like the, the Coexist bumper sticker. Yeah. But then it says, uh, you know, instead of uh, Star of David, it's the Flying Spaghetti Monster. <laughs> That's intense. I have another one that says, uh, if you can read this, I'm off my meds. Well, it's like so you're bragging about being off your meds. That's kind of, that's a little out there. Yeah. But is it any crazier than uh, one of those to say, oh, you know, you're driving behind the parent of an honor roll student. I mean, is it any more crazy than people bragging about their crotch spawn? They win a spelling bee. <laughs> Who cares? Just, it is just as braggadocious. Uh, are you? Are, would you be playing the Joker if you were in that movie? Is that is just? Are you just Joker twenty four seven now going forward in every other movie forever? I. Uh, it's called Joker or Joker adjacent characters. I can do 
exactly the Joker or a Joker adjacent ally in the Joker <laughs> universe. What? Uh, what? How, how does one become a Joker adjacent ally? What is that? What does that constitute? You do things like you amplify twisted voices. You support your friends when they're going a little crazy. And most of all, you have fun. Well, we we brought you on here to have a little fun with us. And it is, of course, the holiday season, Jared. Uh, we've been wanting to have you on for something called Jared's Film Corner ever since you tweeted a few months ago about this little-known great movie that you thought everyone should check out and track down called Goodfellas. Um which was a great recommendation, very uh, little-known film that deserved some props. And with that in mind, we were hoping that you might have some Christmas picks for us, Jared. Uh, what are the best Christmas movies for the holiday season? Okay, okay, okay. I'm told. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, my, my, favorite, my favorite Christmas movie, you're asking. That's what you're asking? Yeah. It's my favorite Christmas movie. The movie that takes place around Christmas. The Christmas movie? Yeah, which one's the best? All right. You, you sitting down? I, I, yeah, we're, we're I all mean, seated. Yeah. Okay. Stand up and sit back down again. <laughs> okay. Okay, I did it. Favorite Christmas movie. It's a little movie I like to call Die Hard. It's Die Hard. The Bruce Willis. The movie one. Die Hard. Yes. Is that is that a, a Christmas movie though? Like it's an yes, action. Yeah, it's an it action takes place movie, during though. Christmas. Oh, so it's like it's technically a Christmas movie then. No, it is. It is, yeah. Uh, I bet you were expecting me to say like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street or uh, uh, like Elf uh, the, maybe. The, the, it's a wonderful life. No, no, I would watch it. It's a wonderful life. If it was, it's a wonderful death, but that's not going to happen. So it's <laughs> die hard. Would you, uh, speaking of holiday movies, I actually expected that you were going to say the Grinch because to me, the Grinch seems like a, a prime candidate to be a Joker adjacent ally. He's, he's like the Joker of Christmas. <clears throat> you would think that, because uh, similar coloring, similar attitudes, but you'd be wrong. Because at the end of the movie, uh, the Grinch became what he hated the most, in which he became society. The Joker would never become society, ever. The only way he could warm his heart is if he took a shot of fireball. Okay. Well, uh, Jared, uh, it's it's Christmas time. It's the holiday season, like we said. Uh, who's on your naughty and nice lists this year? Ooh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So, top of the naughty list is God for creating this whole messed up world. Wow. That's in, I don't think that's a heavy hitter right off the start. Yeah, because isn't God kind of I guess he's like responsible for Christmas, which begets the naughty list. So you're really kind of saying that Christmas belongs on the naughty list as well, just as a whole. Top of my nice list 
is Donald Trump for showing everybody how twisted this world really is. I mean, that's a controversial pick, Jared. Given, yeah. Given the year that it's just transpired. Yeah, you and Time Magazine. Top yeah, nice check list. this out. Um, this is another bumper sticker I've been bumper sticker I've been working on. Um, if Donald Trump was Santa, instead of cookies, you'd leave money out. <laughs> Does that all for, fit for on bride. one sticker? Is that, is it, that, you know, is that multiple stickers across the entire bumper. There's really nothing saying that you can't get a two-part bumper sticker. <laughs> I mean, Who I, told you that? Society parents. I mean, I mean, it's just not economical, I wouldn't think. Uh, I mean, I think it's smart, really, because technically if you have money and you want cookies, you could just buy the cookies. Well, no, because um, actually Donald Trump is uh, he's greedy. Uh, he likes, you know, like, there's another bumper sticker. Um, GOP, greedy old people. Do you still need to leave the milk out, though? Is he dipping the money in milk? Uh, um, the, uh, the, 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 the milk is so his bones can be strong for when he, uh, uh, when he, he breaks his back trying to stretch the truth. Maybe the milk, uh, it could be oil. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Ooh. Are you in the bumper sticker business too? That's pretty good. I might have to get in there. I mean, you picturing him dipping some money in, into oil and. Um, yeah, I consider myself in this uh, in-between roles. I consider myself kind of like uh, the reincarnated Charlie Hebdo. <laughs> and uh, I make a lot of art. It's like... Um, It'll be like Donald Trump, and he's you know, he's in a hot tub, but the hot tub is filled with oil. And there's a woman in a bikini, but she actually has an elephant for a head because she's the Republican Party. And they're in and, the jacuzzi with him. Yeah, they're in the jacuzzi, and then Trump is saying, uh, it's skinny dipping. That means uh, we're naked from the truth. I think that that's all together makes that's a great bumper sticker. Hard hitting. I, I would say, yeah. So let me just run it back from the top. So it, so if Donald Trump was Santa, instead of cookies, you would leave out uh, money. And then instead of milk, you would leave out oil. And right? they're all in a jacuzzi. And they're, well, no. And then beside that <laughs> is a picture like uh, like a Calvin and Hobbes pissing on a logo cutout sticker of Donald Trump in the hot tub with the geo with the Republican party beside it. Am I getting that right? That's four bumper stickers. Yeah. And total, the speech bubble. And then, Oh yeah. That's like right. you, you could do another one where it's like, it's a donkey and an elephant. And, um, they have, uh, there's, there are, they're sitting across from each other and there are mirrors because they're putting makeup on. And they're putting clown makeup on. But then you see there's actually no mirror. They're just looking at each other. But they can use each other as a mirror because they're the same thing. They're the same thing. 
Well, how does the mirror, like, disappear? Is it multiple panels on one bumper sticker, like a comic Yeah, strip? most of most of the great comics of all time have used multiple panels. That makes perfect Far sense. Farside. Um, <laughs> Preacher. Wasn't, wasn't Farside well-known for being a single-panel comic, Jared? They didn't. Uh, I think he... No. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> they use the seamless panel technique. Less educated uh, panel readers may miss it and think they're reading a single panel. You know, actually, the only good single panel cartoons were in Charlie Hebdo. Okay, well, um, Merry Christmas, Jared. Thanks yeah. for coming on yeah. the show. Uh, just, you know, uh, thank you so much for sharing some of your bumper sticker slogans with us. I really hope that they show up in the fate of the furious uh, coming next summer. I really hope you show up in that too. Did Would you say the fate and the furious? The fate of the That's furious oh, the is the name of the, of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, now, Jared, that Jared uh, is in. Well, no. Oh, hopefully. that's what they're calling We're, the nest. Yeah, the, the next, next one. Oh, because it's the Cause eighth it's one. F8, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, Jared, before you go, uh, can you just give us one phrase or sentence uh, for your prediction for 2017? What do you think 2017 holds for society? Okay. Okay. Um, society is getting a gift in 2017. It's a mirror. But they're going to hate what they see so much that they're going to be asking for a refund. But when they ask for a refund, they're not going to like how long that line is. Because everyone wants a refund now. It's like seven bumper stickers long. <laughs> well, Jared, thank thank you so much yeah, thanks, for thanks, Jared. taking the time out of your uh, your busy holiday schedule yeah, to come on this very unpopular podcast. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank My you. My pleasure. And we will leave you to get back to uh, your nightly scheduled viewing of Die Hard. All Christmas <laughs> yeah, because it's, long. it's Christmas. It's my Christmas movie. <laughs> it's on Christmas. It really just incorporates all the major themes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be crazy? It, yeah, because it's John McLean is Santa, but instead of going down the chimney with gifts, he's a machine gun. With bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, dude, how about this one? Instead of, go, like, uh, leave milk and cookies out for Santa, it's like leave whiskey and cigarettes out for Santa. This is John McClane. Well, we're going we're gonna to get to work on these bumper stickers right away, Jared. <laughs> and, and, and we will hopefully talk to you again in 2017. Uh, we would love to have you back. Thank you so much for popping into our Christmas party. My pleasure, boys. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Jared. Well, that was good. Well, that was uh, that was sobering to say the least. And I also and you would know. I I would know if anyone would know what's sobering. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't, I guess, because I've always been sober. So I guess nothing's ever been sober. There's no comparison. Well, but yeah. have you you've gotten your like wisdom teeth out though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So compared to and that, I was. Yeah, I mean that was yeah that that 
segment was... That was out of it. That was... Did I tell that Wisdom Teeth story on the show? I don't think You told so. it to me, I think. Have I? But... Oh, well, because I, well, I told it at the Halifax uh, thing we were watching, remember? Oh, was, that's what it was. Yes, that's And right. we talked about it off the air last week. Yeah, so I... I felt like you were telling it to me. Yeah. Right? Yes. Which is a testament to your... Abilities <laughs> your, as a storyteller? TV uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I got my Wisdom Teeth out, and apparently it took like a record time for them to get me out of the anesthesia because it was my first time being under the influence of that many drugs, I guess. Because you're a coward. And then when I, yeah, exactly. I'm a huge coward. I'm a cuck. And uh, so when I was like laying in the chair, uh, I was like, ha- like I, they brought my dad into the room to try and wake me up. And I like was like going in and out of consciousness. And then the uh, booker for Just for Laughs had emailed me. And for some reason in that moment, I thought I felt like it was the most important thing ever in the world that I responded to her right then. And so I was like, I was like waking in and out of consciousness and like typing, but to my credit, the email did make sense. Okay. But I do remember the dental. I think I could have written an email under those. I do remember the dental assistant saying to my dad, you should probably check that before he sends it because it might (laughs) not be, but it's like, it's like how some people, you you had your wisdom teeth out. So maybe you would, it wasn't like a wise Fuck, let's go to the next segment. <laughs> By uh, the way, I forgot to do segment two, uh, which was Jared Leto. Yeah, so now we're on to... Well, s- 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 sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that, of course, your dad was trying to wake you up. He was. Uh, and, of course, parents don't need to wake their kids up for our second guest. Nice. Because they're more than excited enough Great. to wake up on their own. Great segue into segment three. Well, fellas, our star-studded holiday gala continues because not only... Are we being joined here today by, uh, you know, a Hollywood A-lister like Jared Leto? I have also pulled some strings to bring in the man himself. It is the Christmas season, and, uh, you know, our guest of honor here today is none other. Direct from the North Pole, it's Santa Claus himself. Santa, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on Real Good Show. Hello, Justin. Ho, ho, ho. It's me, Santa Claus. How are you? I'm I'm wonderful, Santa. I, I can't believe that you're actually here. Like, this is, like, what a get. Honestly. It's a busy time for me, but I love your show. <laughs> You've been listening to a real good show up at the North Pole? I only listen to the parts when uh, John has to watch something really gross, but... <laughs> That that's my favorite part of the show. Fuck you, Santa. Listen, <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna hate Santa on the show today, but here we are. I hate him already. Thanks for coming, <laughs> asshole. My pleasure. I just <laughs> I gotta get out of the house. You know, it's it's hot and, and it's really hot in there. Well, it's a busy time of year too, so we we, we appreciate it. Why do, why do you say that? Well, you're you're cooking up all the gifts for Christmas time, right? That's right. They all go into a big oven and come back out again. That's you got it. Just like in all the fairy tales. <laughs> Santa's oven. Ho ho ho. Here come the toys. I think it was more of like an assembly line from the stories that I read growing up, but but you would know better than me. So well, you were the one who suggested yeah, it was I mean, an oven, Justin. I, mean, I said he was cooking them up. I don't <laughs> No, I'm cooking them up in my big toy oven. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Uh, you know, and and there's all sorts of questions that I would have for you. Uh, like, I just can't believe you're real, first of all. Uh, you know? I, that's, it's really me. And Is that 
Is that little Stefan over there? It is Santa. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear from you. This is pretty surreal. Little Stefan, come over here. S- sit on my lap like you used to and s- and still do all the time at the mall. Come here. Well, you're you're on the. It's uh, we're talking over Skype, Santa. So. Oh, okay, all right. Now, Santa, you you mentioned the mall. Uh, that Stefan still frequents to this day. Is is that you at every single different mall also? Like, how... how No, 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 just the one in Toronto. (laughs) That's my my main mall. Ho, ho, ho. Do you think our show is in Toronto, Santa? Uh, uh, well, it's, you know, wherever it is. It's, um... Or, uh, but which one are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough. Uh, you, yeah, you, I mean, it's, a, it's a, like a four-hour plane ride. It's pretty which, close. Which Canadian show is this? Real good show out of Vancouver. Oh. Well, th- you know, this is a good show, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you kind of maybe wanted to come on the show just because, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about whether kids are good or bad. And uh, we've obviously been real good. Yeah, two of you have been very, very, very good boys this year. Yes, two two of you have been absolutely two two boys on the nice list. Well, who's on the naughty list then, Santa? Is it a surprise, or can we find out today? No, it's John. <laughs> oh, I'm John's on the, on the list. I'm on the nice list, though. Stefan is on. Let me see here. Let me see here. Stefan in Toronto, Canada is on. Yeah, yeah, right here. Stefan is on the nice list. Oh, the nice list. Congratulations, Stefan. Okay, wait. Why am I on the naughty list, Santa? Do you do you really want to say that on the radio? Yeah. Do you want me to say why? Yeah, yeah I want to know. I feel like I've been quite good this year. I, I don't think I can talk about it. Really? I really, I don't. I don't have the stomach for it anymore. <laughs> I, well, I, I, mean, don't, I don't want to think about really, it. You don't have the stomach for it? That's ironic, considering how fat you are, Santa. Okay, hey, look, that's your, calling me fat is your least big, that's, the, that's probably the best thing you've done all year, is call me fat. I, I don't want to think about what you've been doing. I have nightmares about it. I roll over in the middle of the night, and Mrs. Claus has to dab my head with a wet rag. It's awful. <laughs> so is he not just on the naughty list, but at the tippity top of the list as well? He's number two on the naughty list. <laughs> Who's number He's one? He's number two. We rank it at the end of the year. Scott Van Pelt ranks it. <laughs> oh, love that guy. Who's number one on the list then? Hitler. <laughs> Still. So it goes Hitler yeah, and we, then me. No, we sort of retired his number, you know? <laughs> it's, it's an honorary number one. Well, I wouldn't say we don't want to honor him, but I mean, you know, he's the best that ever did it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, can can you give us a hint, maybe about about what John did? To, to is it? Are we talking like Law and Order or Law and yeah, Order? I, SVU? How am I beside Hitler? Let's talk about that. I'm well, beside... you're under him. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. How am I number but two? But you wish you were under. 
I mean, this has been very informative. I've learned more about you than I ever have. I, you know, and I, I, this is, it's what you were talking about. All I've ever asked of you before is for like an N64. I never asked uh, how Christmas was for you yourself and, and indeed uh, what your personal preferences and predilections are. So this is, this has been very revealing. In, uh, it's eye-opening. Yeah. yeah. Really changes. Well, Justin, it's, I'm so glad to hear you say that, and it's no wonder you're on the nice list for the second year running. I'm, I'm really proud of you being able to keep yourself on that nice list. Maybe you can rub off on your friend down there on the end of the couch. And Justin's rubbed off on me a few times. <laughs> I'll, I'll make a note of it. Well, okay, can you, can, before you go, can you tell us what John did or give us a hint? To get on the naughty okay. list, we, I, okay. I, I want to know. Okay, but you, you you might have to bleep this. Okay, I'm just I'm just letting you know uh, from listening to your show, which uh, as we've already established, I know uh, is recorded in Toronto, and and I do love the show, and I love listening to you guys talk about Toronto all the time. Uh, I know that you guys don't like this kind of stuff on your show, so you may have to bleep it. But I'll just say that uh, John has been known. Uh, to to take a knife and uh, <laughs> and then throw the dog in the fireplace. <laughs> and I, I guess that's about three or four times a year he does that. <laughs> that's oddly specific, Santa. <laughs> that is more horrific than anything I could have imagined. So I I appreciate you. It's uh, bad, right? No, it's terrible. I would like I told to. You. I would just like to clarify for our listeners: I have never done this. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, pal. I'll have them delete the footage. <laughs> you know, we we can see what you're doing. You you know that, right? Oh, ho, ho. what are we doing right now, Santa? Uh, well, you're all nude. Okay, let's I know uh, that much. Let's end the interview. That was that was yeah. that was a little obvious. I feel like, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> that was a little obvious, Santa. <laughs> way to way to make an obvious joke, you fucking moron. <laughs> it's my favorite part of this show where we have people call in and Justin tells them their jokes are easy. No, That's uh, an easy joke, Santa. No, Fuck you. I wasn't saying it was an easy joke. It's just we often talk about how how naked we're we are. naked when we record That's the true. show. Yeah, it's a safe bet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, anyways, Santa, I'm sure you need to run back to your toy oven, so we will let you do that. Oh, the oven's hot back there. Oh, I can see all kinds of toys coming out of it right now. <laughs> Wait a second, Santa, before you go. If if you can actually see us right now and we're all nude, cut or uncut? Go go around the table, the three of us. Oh, boy. Well, I think it matches up nicely with the naughty and, and nice list. So I guess that means uh, Justin being on the nice list is uncut. Uh, of course. And uh, Stefan, uh, also on the nice list. Uh, t- uh, totally uncut. Almost too uncut, really. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really uh, flapping out there. That thing, uh, it, it looks like he's wearing an upside-down hoodie. It's really something else. I don't even know how he goes to the bathroom without filling that foreskin up. Uh, and then, of course, John Dow, down there on the end, on the naughty list, probably because his uh, his parents mutilated him uh, when he was a small boy. 
and he derives no pleasure from traditional sex, so that explains what I said earlier about <laughs> what he what he does with the knife. So So I guess that just that explains it right there. <laughs> well, Santa Claus, uh, we it's been a pleasure having you on it Real Good not. Show. It's not been a pleasure for me, much like sex is not. <laughs> I've I've enjoyed it, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you next Christmas. Okay, boys, I'll I'll be sneaking around your house. Don't forget to to leave me some figs, uh, which is what I actually <laughs> like to eat around this time. Figs. Uh, I really can't can't do cookies. Uh, uh, so kind of on the vegan thing uh, right now, uh, but uh, but but don't come don't come downstairs when. When I say Alo Akbar, it's just it's just good old Santa. Uh, just 2017. Let's let's have a nice year. Let's make it a real nice uh, show. Oh, ho, ho. thank you. Merry Christmas. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> thank you, Santa. Goodbye, Santa. Goodbye, Bye, Santa. I think we all learned something there. Um, I mean, I guess you could say that we learned. Uh, we learned a lot. I. What John uh, has to have bleeped out of the show so he does not lose his day job. <laughs> we learned that. You've, you've done a lot of things that I was not aware of. Yeah. Um, it was the same. But Santa told I'm, Anyway, I mean. Well, none God. of that was true. You guys actually. I don't, don't believe it. Well, Santa him. said I mean, it. He would know. Yeah, Santa. He knew yeah. that I have a really long foreskin. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. That was very observant of him. Are both you guys uncircumcised? Because that was a really good guess, if that was true. No, it's not. Oh, okay, true. I'm circumcised, yeah. so so he bombed it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can. I think we he can was, all. He was one for three. We can all agree <laughs> that that Santa segment was pretty Ferrar out there. Anyway, guys, <laughs> listen. We have another segment we've got to get to, don't we? We do. Yeah. I have we have uh, so many fucking guests here. This Christmas party's insane. All is. these people just stopping in. Well, I mean, I already made dinner for you, but I, I need to feed everybody who's showing up. That's true. So I think it's time to get some cooking tips from our next guest. That's true. Can I, uh, segment four. I was just going to quickly say that I have a foreskin. But segment four skin. Segment four skin. Skin. <laughs> Stefan has a long foreskin. <laughs> Let's talk to his dad. Thanks to this guy. <laughs> yeah, segment four. Yeah. Didn't oh cut his God. dick. Now, boys, sometimes things grind my gears a little bit that are not Vancouver Canucks related. And anybody who's followed my social media presence this week has seen me just go off about Kevin James's take on homemade stuffing and how Stovetop does it better than anyone can possibly do in their own kitchen, which is crazy and obscene blasphemy to me and i thought that we should bring in a guest who's a very popular guest when we had him on earlier in the program and also uh could be the real good show stuffing expert as well uh Stephen, your dad paul heck joins us once again paul thank you so much for being on the show glad to be here glad to be here boys now paul we got into uh uh Thanksgiving dinner that we were invited over to uh, at your house. We've discussed that on the show before. What I didn't mention from that dinner was that your stuffing, your your dressing, whatever you want to call it, uh, was delicious. 
So as a man who makes good stuffing, I, I just want to know, let's like, you know, people are saying that uh, homemade stuffing is no good, that it's rare that they have good homemade stuffing. This is incredibly baffling to me, but it's Christmas time. People are going to be in the kitchen. They're going to be making stuffing soon. I thought we could bring them on for a real food show segment here where you uh, share your tips and tricks to how to make a good homemade stuffing. Well, I'd be happy to do that. Happy to do that. So, first of all, you got to got to start with what the stuffing is in or under. So, I used to put stuffing in turkeys, but since I've started spatchcocking turkeys, which is a whole subject you should probably spend a show on. What is what is spatchcocking? Beyond just a funny word. <laughs> well, come on. What do you think spatchcocking is? I don't want to answer that. <laughs> Are you cutting it open? What you do is you cut out the back of the turkey okay. and spread it out, s- split the uh, breastbone with a big uh, cleaver okay. to put a big flattened turkey. So you're, it's like butterflying it with the bones you're, in, basically. Yes, you butterfly it with the bones in. So that's on top of the rack, and underneath it is where you put your stuffing. So the unique thing is it's all the drippings from the turkey drip down onto the stuffing to make it completely unhealthy. That's the key to good stuffing. It's got to be absolutely health destroying. Wait, is there a there's not is there a healthy stuffing though? I don't think there is one that's in existence. Well, we haven't talked about relatives, but my sister could make an unhealthy uh, <laughs> or, or make a healthy, a, a healthy stuffing, stuffing which you wouldn't want to eat. But <laughs> Okay. That's a whole different topic. <laughs> okay. I just didn't even think that was possible. I thought that was kind of the whole point of stuffing. Like it goes usually inside a dead animal you're cooking. You're not really thinking like, oh, that's going to be a healthy thing I'm doing. Yes. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's very hard to make healthy stuffing. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, yeah. but Paul, would you also say that it's very hard to make bad stuffing also? Because, I would agree because you're just you, it's just drippings in bread like th- there's no secret I don't think no there well you know, and you add stuff to it and you can add a little bit of stuff and it's good or you can add a lot of stuff and it's good like you add pecans fried in butter like just that alone makes anything good you could add bacon although I haven't had bacon and stuffing now that I think about it Sausage but seems like a popular option. Sausage, you can add sausage, you can add spicy sausage, mild sausage, just sausage, sausage, butter. Let's lots just of name butter. all the different types of sausage we can think of. <laughs> Bratwurst. Chorizo. Uh, chorizo. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm going to, I will present, as I am often known to do on this show, but this is actually how I feel. I'll present an unpopular opinion. I think all stuffing is bad. I hate stuffing. I think it's gross. What? It's, how is how that? Can you say that? It's a great medium for gravy. Yeah, I don't like gravy either. Okay. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, Paul. <laughs> That's oh true. my God! Okay, we're gonna bring him over. We're gonna not only make him watch bad stuff. I'm gonna fill him so full of stuffing. Okay, let's he can let's eat him let's, afterwards. Okay, let's. You can. You're gonna eat me. Okay. Well, that's great. I'm not. I'm gonna take a rain check on Christmas dinner now, this year, Paul. The main person who was arguing against stuffing on my Twitter, anyways, was uh, Stefan's former roommate, Chris Paul, and he isolated your stuffing as one of only three in his life that he really enjoyed. And he said the texture was the most important thing. So what do you 
do to preserve the texture of your bread and not let it get too sloppy? Well, I think that he's probably identified the one thing you do to uh, wreck uh, stuffing, which is to make it like gelatinous, and that's no good. So I think it's it's you got to be you got to be parsimonious with your uh, butter to start because with my stuffing, it's going to have turkey drippings all over it. So you know it's going to be good. Um, and if you're making it separately, like I I do make a separate one for uh vegetarians uh when i'm making my big meal and so that's just a pot of stuffing with lots of butter can you make me a separate one that's not stuffing well it's not stuffed into something so technically Uh, it's not stuffing okay yeah no but i like but can you make me like a separate one but it's like french fries or like something that tastes good I, what I haven't managed to do is to make a, a vegan stuffing because that just strikes me as being too outre, if I can put it that way. Oh, yeah. no, We I, use that I, word all the time may. on our show. Yeah, you may. You're the fifth person to use that word on this episode alone. Yeah, absolutely. On really? Me. I'm pretty pleased. Yeah. On, uh, on Vreban Program, we use uh, outre all the time. Do I win a prize or anything like that? It's, oh, no, no, no. That's to the 20th person who uses it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> You just missed it. So dre- that is the difference between dressing is outside of the, the animal and stuffing is inside the animal? I, I think by definition, stuffing is inside. Right. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think you've set the people up for success here. It just sounds like follow your heart's content. Uh, you know, do, do what you want to do. It's just yeah. it's, you can't screw it up. Vegetables, bread, can. herbs, and some meat. Exactly. The only well, way you can screw it up is by making it. <laughs> Yeah, so so definitely, you're not eating any stuffing or dressing at my place. Is that right, John? Uh, no, I will not be partaking in the stuffing slash dressing slash. I'm not coming now because you threatened to eat me. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, bad. fine. Okay, fine. I'll come. <laughs> it won't be that. Bad. I'll get you drunk first. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> Deal. I'll sedate you. No, I, I mean, you don't drink, so I'll have to sedate you. Yeah. We can get some good drugs. We'll sedate you. Perfect. <laughs> that's that's great. I don't think that'll make you lose your license as a professional doctor at all. <laughs> illegal drugs, did I? Oh, okay. Illegal drugs. Okay, fair enough. I thought you were going to like dip into the old, uh, oops, uh, my prescription pad just happens to be filled out with a shit ton of pills for Cullen. Right. <laughs> I just happen to have a lot of samples of Paxil. Cullen's getting screwed. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Paul, I think we can all agree. John can't, but the rest of us can. It is the number one thing on the on the plate of the best meal of the year. It's the best oh. part of the best meal. You think it's the best? I would agree. Okay. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, a real stuffing enthusiast like Paul Heck has my back, and that's all that really matters here. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I've got dogs licking me all over right now. I'm gonna have to sign off. Well, your pockets are full of herbs. You're getting ready for your stuffing already. I am. What the hell? Well, I cannot wait to have the stuffing once again at Christmas dinner at your place in uh, in a well, I guess a week's time or so. Yeah, yeah it will be a week, won't it? A week today, I think. And we will uh, we'll talk to you then. And and thank you for making another appearance on the show. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, guys. Have Thanks, a good Paul. one. You too. Thanks, Dad. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 
Eric being hounded by dogs. Okay, sp- I, okay, uh, he's being hounded by dogs, which is a weird way to sign off. And <laughs> but I he was actually, though. They're, they're, those dogs are nuts. It's weird that we just did this whole interview, but the and I'm gonna go back to something we talked about before the interview. But I literally couldn't stop thinking about it. It's not like we just recorded the intro and now we're doing the conclusion <laughs> after a pre-tape segment. Like I literally thought about this. No, the we're entire pros. Time. Of course, yeah, this is all one. This take, is all yeah. yeah. So, Stefan, uh, okay, this just occurred to me. Do you think it's like it's got to be a lot more likely for someone who is adopted to be uncircumcised in right, your, in it, your it's situation? Just like, it's just like extra work, right? Yeah, because then, yeah, stuff. Like, who knows? Maybe I was scheduled to get circumcised, yeah. and like the paperwork just got lost or yeah, something. Like, exactly. Like, anytime there's w- extra paperwork involved yeah. with like a baby, yeah, because you'd have to get like red tape. Yeah, because yeah. your parents would have had to be like, okay, we've got this baby. Now we need to go get him circumcised. Yeah, and it's like, like at that point, you just want to stay home. Yeah, yeah that's right? too much. The, the rabbi has to cut through the red tape before he can cut through the foreskin also. Exactly. It's just a lot to cut. There's, you know? a, lot, there's a lot to cut. Speaking of cutting, we shouldn't even do this next segment, but we are going to bring our <laughs> guest on the, on the show. Because after Christmas dinner, of course, you go to bed, you wake up, it's Boxing Day. And the World Juniors are well underway. Yeah, let me just say this will be a very brisk segment. <laughs> that's, where segment. They, that's where they cut the baby's dick off. Number five. Segment five. Once again, joining us on the 12 Guests of Christmas, Ryan Lambert. Uh, Ryan, you are our World Junior expert, I suppose, at this point, and we welcome you back to Real Good Show. Well, that's unfortunate for you, but thanks for having me. <laughs> Now, I just want to talk uh, right off the top of the show about this because I'm in a very, very deep hockey pool uh, where we draft like a lot of prospects and um, and you're obviously a big college hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you just tell me how excited I should be and the number of times I would masturbate to this a day, how well Tyson Jost is doing currently? Yeah, he's uh, he's really, really good. Um, you know, I, he's not on the team. Please express it in Can you express it in masturbation terms? Um, you know, I don't know what your normal routine is, like daily basis wise. Use your routine. (laughs) Oh, or or you can use mine too. Or Stefan's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like once a day you're in good shape. Nice. Okay. That wasn't my routine. Yeah. But, oh, but (laughs) but once a day to Tyson is fine. That's good. So yeah. So he's playing well. That's what you're saying. Yeah. He's excellent. Nice. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I I draft I, I traded I traded uh Brock Besser and John Gillies for the pick that got me Tyson Jost. So I feel like well, I, uh, I feel like I won I'll that p- deal. I'll put it this way. They actually let a college kid on actually two college kids on Canada's World Junior team. So that that tells you how good they are. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Although he it, it sounds Fabro. Yeah, it sounds like Fabro might not play that much though. Yeah, he's uh he's been pretty good for BU this year. Maybe not as good as I uh I would have thought, but you know, I if he's your number two or three defenseman, which is what he is at BU, you're in really good shape. Yeah. But Tyson Jost has been phenomenal. Oh yeah, about. he's uh he's a huge difference maker at the college level. That's what for I'm sure. talking about. So well, he'll you think he'll be on the abs next year? Uh no, I you know, I always hesitate to say that kind of thing about a uh about a guy, especially one like him, where I don't get to see him very often because, you know, college hockey is not on TV anywhere. What? Uh, yeah, I can't believe it either. <laughs> but We don't want to be like Pierre Maguire over here setting the no, expectations no, no. for prospects too high. Oh, I, yeah, I want you to set them very high. <laughs> 
for me personally. How about Colin White? <laughs> is this just your team? Yes, John? this is only my team. He's <laughs> good. He's just named assistant captain of the U.S. Colin yeah, White. Yeah, Colin White's a player. He's a real player, but maybe oh, yeah. a little two-way for fantasy though. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Um, in college, I mean, he's gonna he puts up a billion points, but yeah, but in the NHL, and he's also on Ottawa, so gross. Yeah, that's that's not a good indication of uh, future production. Yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, well, thank you for the update on my team. That's all I really <laughs> wanted. That's all I really wanted out of this segment. I don't watch any college hockey, so all right, bye guys. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on, man. Really as we, appreciate as it. As we look back to the World Junior Tournament, Ryan. Uh, uh, Stefan and I watching as Canucks fans, obviously. Sorry, like, talking about the World Junior Tournament. Just, I agree, Justin. We should talk about the World Junior Tournament. How many points do you think Tyson Jost will get in the World Junior <laughs> Tournament? I don't know. How many games are you going to play? Like seven? Seven or eight, yeah. Eh, put, him in the, put him in a point of game range, I would bet. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. All right, go ahead. Uh, uh, Stefan and I watching as Canucks fans, the World Junior Tournament. It's obviously quite a loss for us this year to not be able to watch Brock Besser participate in the tournament uh, this year. I like year. to call him Brock Bozer. Uh, <laughs> Got him. <laughs> is that also a depressing loss for you as an American fan? Uh, I don't know about depressing. I mean, the American team is extremely talented this year. Uh, so yeah, obviously you don't want to lose a player like that. Uh, but I think they're going to be fine regardless. No big loss on that front. Yeah, no big, I mean, no it's big not, loss. Not a big Brock Besser, am I right? Hey, don't, I didn't say anything. More like Brock Lesser. I'm assuming he's going to get some sort of terminal illness in the next two years. <laughs> That's judging fair. by, you know, it's so I'm fine. I, I have zero expectations for any Canucks-related prospects at all. It's great. I mean, it's yeah, not great, not, but. You know, it's not not a big loss, but he's he's not not replaceable either. Okay, okay. How's, um... How, so you are obviously excited about the U.S. You, you like their chances this year. I mean, this this from all accounts seems to be a down year for Canada. Yeah. Well, um, once Nolan Patrick, you know, he saw the U.S. roster. He said, "I'm not participating <laughs> because he's a coward." <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I, I really like the the U.S. roster, kind of top to bottom. Their their goaltending's very good. Um, I, I like a lot of their defenders. Charlie McAvoy's a really good college defenseman. Um, and, well, I mean, at this point, we should just talk about how Boston University has, I think, seven players on the U.S. team and one on Canada. My yeah, it's goodness. crazy. Yeah, who – So because, uh, yeah, I guess Greenaway will probably make the team too. Is that a, is that a yeah, guy? Yeah, probably in, like, a bit of a lesser role, but he's a right. player that I, I really like his game in college because, uh, you know, if, if there's a scrum around the front of the net, it's because Jordan Greenway is just standing there being 6'5 and not moving. Now, you obviously always like the U.S.'s chances, but you particularly like them this year. I thought they were going to do terribly last year. Oh, and that, is, that is true, actually, now that I can think back to it, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, no. I'm thinking more uh, of the, the American fan troll character that you portray on Twitter during the tournament. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, the, the United States is really good. I mean, <laughs> always. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about the tournament this year, and it seems to me that since TSN lost the rights to the broadcast uh, hockey in general up in Canada, the the things that they would throw their hype machine behind 
have lessened in importance because we're not like watching the station to see hockey on a day-to-day basis to be exposed to that hype machine. So it's, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of losing its importance a little bit in Canada. This seems like one of the first times where like I'm excited to watch some games during the tournament, but I don't know that I'm super excited about it. You know what I'm well, excited like say, for? Tyson down year. Jost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that might be part of the pr- the problem. Also, is that Canada well, they're bringing a lunch pail team this year. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but they love bringing lunch pail teams and to that's... World Junior. Oh yeah, that always works in international hockey too, doesn't it? When like, oh yeah, no, yeah. it, it definitely it worked for the United States at the World Cup. It worked <laughs> for the United States at the last Olympics. <laughs> it worked when Canada brought Kirk Maltby. To their national that team. did actually work. We did win that time. Wait, no, that was wasn't that 2006? When no, we they lost? brought Malby in 2004. They brought Draper in 2004. Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> it thinking, was yeah. Chris. Well, they, they brought right. Draper in 2004 and 2006, okay, but they just of... brought Malby in 2004. Okay. Oh God. Yeah, that was pretty bad, but we still won. So yeah. Whatever. It's just it's just weird that you know. I mean, I don't really watch TSN very often anymore because everything's on Sportsnet. So I I don't see them being like it's happening. Be excited about it. Well, you don't see it because you're just not watching it, period. I mean, that's probably it, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, by, by that same token, I don't see a lot of uh, advertisements for Disney Channel shows. That's... <laughs> yeah. Touche. I mean... uh... So who's your pick to win it all? The United States of America, baby. Let's go. <laughs> As if. As if there was going to be right. any Okay, so who, who's your pick to come second at all? Who's the non-American um, team you're most excited to watch? Well, you know, I always like to see Sweden and Finland because they do they do well in these tournaments and they have talented players again this year and and that kind of thing. Um, obviously, Canada's gonna get, have a million first round picks on there, and then you know they'll elbow some Latvian kid in the head, <laughs> get somebody suspended. So yeah, I mean. It's all. It's always the same four countries. I don't know why we even play most of this tournament, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And you know what? TSN might not be getting me hyped up about it, but Ryan Lambert, you are filling that void. So I can't imagine that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for stopping by to be our world junior expert once again, and uh, John's pool expert as well, apparently. And uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, if people want to hear more, you have just a bevy of hockey podcasts now. It's true. Well, one of them, Stick to Sports, is like much like real good show, not very sports related most of the time. Uh, ostensibly. Um, ostensibly a sports ostens- program. Yeah, we don't even have the ostensibly. We're actively trying not to talk about, about <laughs> sports a lot of the time. Um, that's Stick to Sports. You can find it on iTunes. And then the other one, it's a strictly college hockey podcast called Hockey Goes to College. And you can find that also on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find that one nowhere. Am I right? <laughs> college hockey's never on anything. Well, based on listenership numbers, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thanks for doing it again with us this year. Thanks, guys. Well, John, I, I personally learned a lot about your fantasy team there. Thank you. It's and illuminating stuff. It was good for me to learn about it because I don't watch college hockey. And um, it is I hard th- to watch though. Like and, and yeah. but the thing is whenever it's on, like I'll watch like uh, the Frozen Four or whatever and it's yeah, all, yeah. it's like such good hockey. Oh yeah, it's so. yeah. It's good and it's it's especially good when Tyson Jost is playing. Right. So Yeah. That's probably that's enough very- Tyson Jost for now. But speaking of hockey. Yeah. 
uh, one of our resident players, I guess. Uh, our our resident player. And our resident show's university official student. university hockey player. Yes. Uh, a what? favorite of the show. We've yeah. been visited by a lot of our favorites. Today. We have. Yeah. Well, it's Christmas. We yeah. always want to have it's the people we love over to the house. Three ghosts. And, yeah. you know, if you know more than three ghosts, then sometimes several show up. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of university students, ghost of Christmas past for me. <laughs> am I right? 31. I'm 31. <laughs> I haven't been to university in nine years. <laughs> But uh, let's check in on him. He is the official RGS University student. Segment six. Uh, okay, so uh, I get the uh, I get the pleasure of introducing this uh, next guest. I guess just because uh, him and I are, are are friends, and and I introduced him to the program after I interviewed him a couple of years ago, and uh, just a good buddy of mine, and we're happy to have him back. Everyone really enjoys him, Jackson Playfair is here on the show Jackson thanks for uh, thanks for joining us once again yeah absolutely no it's always a pleasure for me to be able to uh, be able to jump on and chat with you guys awesome thank you well uh, we're just gonna we're gonna get right into it here because uh, it is the Christmas season we've been talking a lot about Christmas on the program and uh, being the official university student and university hockey player of real good show we thought it might be a good idea for you to kind of fill us in on on what university students would be uh, would be liking to see under the tree this year you know what would kind of be a university student gift if yeah, you will yeah because I have younger siblings or a younger yeah. sibling just one. But like you know, yeah. I, I feel a disconnect generationally. I don't know what the kids are into these days. So Jackson, <laughs> if you could fill us in, it would be much uh, much appreciated. Oh man, well, you know, I wrote up my Christmas list again this year and sent it off. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how old Saint Nick does this year. But um, I think this year most college students are out just looking for the basics. You know, some new socks, new underwear. Um, Probably some, uh, I mean, to get right to the point, I think most guys are just looking for cash. I mean, the students will lie to you and tell you they're looking for other stuff, but I mean, realistically, it's just a bunch of broke people going to one institution at one at one spot. That's all school is, so I think cash would be number one on the old wish list there. And that, that's just so you can buy textbooks, though, right? Because uh, they're very expensive. <laughs> exactly. Textbooks, pens, pencils. I mean, eraser. There's, I mean, there's so many different supplies <laughs> that are just crucial for the whole university experience. But I mean, it'll all be school related. You wouldn't use that cash for anything else. Oh no, no, that would never end up at the bar or um, places like that. We don't. Us students don't don't go there. We uh, we're too busy at the library to end up at any of those institutions there. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Well, I mean, and you're you're you're, you're kind of qualified to give some additional perspective because you're a little bit older than most second year students. Yeah, uh, thanks for pointing that out. No, I really appreciate that. That <laughs> I I am, I am in fact a 22 year old going to my second in my second year. But uh, no, you know what? I've been I've been happy to be a little bit older and kind of have the veteran experience in the class, you know. But um, it is a little bit. A little bit of a jump when you take a couple classes with some eighteen-year-olds, and it's a it's a five-year gap. I mean, we're looking for different things under the Christmas tree. I think. Yeah, it's got to be the, challenging. Uh, uh, it's got to be challenging for you when they're doing much better in the class than you are. Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they all understand it. And I look back, and and they're they're just they're young and wise. And I mean, I think I'm supposed to be the old wise guy in the back, and instead I'm like the idiot that sits in the back and no one talks to. So it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. <laughs> Anything else you're looking for under the tree? Oh man, um, 
you know, I I want to learn how to play the guitar, but I mean, that's like one of those things that like I want to do it, but like, am I gonna do it? Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> if I got the guitar, I might, but I don't know if I'd actually. I mean, I want to put the effort in, but maybe, maybe that'd be my next uh, my next Christmas wish would be a guitar. So you, I I was just gonna say, do you want the guitar or do you want the lessons? Oh, well, uh, I don't know. See. I'm more of like a learn at my own pace kind of guy, which is like horrible for school. But uh, <laughs> with the whole guitar, I mean, you give me like 10 years, I might figure that thing out. Five or 10 years. You're just going to be a self taught player, just noodling on your own. Yeah, you know what? I, I actually like my, the thing that I don't, or what I would like to do is just learn one song really well and then just like just play that one song. And then the people think, oh man, this guy's really good at guitar. But. You really all you got is one song in your pocket and then that's it so that's all you need like that's like kind of the perfect length because no one really likes the guy at a party that brings out the guitar for like hours exactly exactly after after like after 10 minutes it's more or less just background noise i mean yeah and you already have a girlfriend like you're not it's not like a move like you don't need it as a move you know no exactly like oh i'm gonna whip out the guitar so maybe some girls will pay attention to me you know <laughs> exactly. No, I know. I've uh, I've got that department figured out. So I mean, the guitar would be more or less just for. Is it less creepy or more creepy for a guy to learn the guitar not to wheel girls? I think. It's, <laughs> I think it's almost more weird. Like it doesn't justify it quite as much. Yeah, like some bullshit reason. Like, oh, I just really want to learn an instrument. Like, yeah, okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever loser. Now, Jackson, you're a, a very kind young man, obviously. Dem- as demonstrated by the fact that this is your fourth appearance on Real Good Show, so just Absolutely. taking the time to be here at all is an act of kindness. But I think you're you're too kind to ask John for what you really want for Christmas, which is for him to stop creeping all over your good friend Austin Matthews. Is that fair oh, to say? Oh man, <laughs> I, I'm happy you guys brought it up because I don't want to have to say anything. <laughs> Is is it kind of like surreal and weird for you to like, because I mean, John's on your social media feed and half of his posts are about how he's like actually in love with Austin Matthews. Is that a little (laughs) like weird and creepy for you when you like, when you know the guy, he's not just like some cultural figure that people are enamored with. He's like a real human person who's like probably a pretty normal dude. Yeah, yeah, he's he's exceptionally normal, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I mean, I think I think John's not alone in his uh, his not so secret love affair. I mean, I think the kids uh, the kids kind of the any Leafs fan looks at him as that kind of as that kind of guy. But um, I mean, John takes the whole to a whole level. That's just that's just very unique unique to that situation. But you know what? I have to admit. Nine out of ten times, you're not wrong about the things you say about it. I mean, with, like, the suit, I mean, the recent picture of the suit that he posted there with Marner, and I thought he commented on it, and then the uh, his hat. Yeah. I mean, every time I see the pictures, like, I have the same thought, like, exactly what you think, and I think that's why every time I see you post about it, I just, I'm literally, like, the post about the, uh, he looked like a mob boss yeah. with his most prized uh, informant. <laughs> I was actually like laughing out loud on my phone. My girlfriend's like, what are you reading? And I was like, 
I showed it to her and she had kind of laughed and I was like, <laughs> you got to get the whole context of what's going on here. It is funny. And she's like, yeah, no, for sure. That's funny. <laughs> so you're, like, so you're showing it to your girlfriend. I think the real question is, are you also like screen capping and, and texting it to Austin Matthews himself as well? Oh, hundred percent. I think the first <laughs> one was the, uh, the one that we were working out this summer, we were outside and Austin had his shirt off. And uh, I screenshot. I texted the picture. Uh, John texted me the picture, and I kind of we were texting back and forth. And I screenshot it and sent it to him. And Matthews just laughing. I mean, he loves it. He loves. He's he messes around with it a bit. But so wait, are, are you giving John <laughs> the greatest Christmas gift of all right now, which is to let him know that Austin Matthews has laughed at his jokes? Not only has he laughed, but he's actually screen. He's actually. He's actually commented and we've had conversations about john and he, i've actually had to go out of the room and say and say no this guy's not just a creepy weirdo i'm like trust me he's a good guy and awesome just laughs he's like all right oh my god this is but, the best christmas gift oh man this is pretty i'm getting emotional here uh no i mean he really is crying no i'm it's i have defended you because i was laughing so hard two that times I'm, saying it's not a creepy thing trust me it's a compliment <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I am a 31-year-old man trying to start a love affair with a 19-year-old man. Uh, so it is, I mean, it's like kind of weird, I guess. And I call him beautiful a lot. But it's funny because we, on the show like a couple weeks ago, I said that. I said, I, you know, I like to imagine that, um, that you know, like I, we have this one degree of separation being you, that you're the degree of separation between me and Austin. And I said, I like yeah. to imagine that you guys just sit around and uh, you just like kind of show him like pictures that of me being like, oh, he's so beautiful. And you just like show it to him and you guys like he's like, yeah, he, he's kind of cool. <laughs> and that's like, I guess what's actually happening, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, I know. hundred percent. And actually, like, I'm not I swear I'm not this is not made up. Like, this is true stories of screenshots of him being like, that's weird. And I'm like, trust me, it's not weird. It's OK. Like. <laughs> It's like, should I be worried about this? And I'm like, you're good. You're good. Don't be worried about this man's love for you. It's all natural. Well, it's, it sounds, though, like he's also doing stuff like, you know, wearing that classic, you know, gangster suit and stuff because he's like, tr he's like fishing for the, for the reaction, oh. whether it's from John or anyone else. Yeah, you're not, you're not, I mean, yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. You're fishing for something when you wear a suit like that. And I mean, some of his uh, some of his suit and style options are. You're looking for something when you wear those. I don't. I don't. I, I must say, I'm not a huge fan of the double-breasted suit, and I th I let him know about that. But I mean, he's 19 in the NHL, and I'm 22 not in the NHL, so he can do whatever he wants, I guess, right? I mean, that's really at the at the end of the day, that's that's what it's all about for all of us. I mean, I'm a 31 year old man sitting in another man's apartment talking about a 19 year old NHL player. Beautiful boy. Uh, he is yeah. a, he's a beautiful man. Um, well, I mean, thank you for that. That's nice to hear uh, that he doesn't think I'm a complete creepo and uh, absolutely not. That he no, thinks I'm my sure. jokes are that he thinks my jokes are funny. And yeah, I mean, it, it was just. Uh, they really stepped it up, too, with the hats. Him and Marner with the matching hats this week, too. Like, he's really doubling down on the mob thing, which I appreciate. You know what? And I knew... I remember this summer when I was on, you guys asked me if uh, if I thought he'd be give the media something to play with, you know? And, I, I mean, if he, he's not quite Russell Westbrook with his outfits yet, but, I mean... 
Give him a couple years. I think these. I think his suit combos might get a little outrageous. Yeah, we we had all kinds of questions for you about like his sense of humor, and I think like oh, yeah. he's like verbally not quite making jokes yet. But I mean, that, I mean that's that's I think a sense of humor and fashion at the very least, and that's yeah, that's it's, it's been great. Well, I think he's got that. He's yeah. got the half Spanish thing, right? Like you can't deny your inner flair when you've got it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's got he's got some sort of leeway that he can kind of go. You can wear some some pretty outrageous stuff and get away with it, I think. But he's got a uh, he's got a pretty slick camo suit, like black camo suit that I know he's he's got in the uh, he might be pulling out soon. Wow. So who knows? I will definitely who knows have what a, he's got. I'll definitely have a post about that for sure. Absolutely, and maybe he'll even throw in a hat eighteen sizes too big for you too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I absolutely hope so. All right, our Austin Matthews insider comes through with the scoops once again. Uh, Jackson, thank you so much for taking the time to be here on our special Christmas show, and a Merry Christmas to you as well. Absolutely, guys. Thanks a lot, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, man. Take Thanks, it Jackson. easy. Thanks, Anytime. Jackson. Bye. Bye guys. All right. Well, we don't have any. We don't have anything. To that was back. good. Yeah, that was great. It's, it's always funny when he pops in. Yeah, always a great time. Uh, that guy. You know, he's one of those people. Like I'm the first time he popped up on the show, and and, and every subsequent time as well. Yeah. Everybody always asks, "How did you guys find like the one funny <laughs> hockey player?" I found him. But it's there's me. but there has to be more than one funny. There's like hockey five, player. I think. Yeah. There's got yeah. Um, well, I, I have said for a while that we should get her on the show. Uh, Carly Heffernan is very funny and very nice young lady. She plays for Harvard and Team Canada. And uh, so we'll have her on the show sometime, talk women's hockey with uh, with Carly or like whatever we want to talk to girls about. I don't know what that would be. But um, but yeah, so she would be a great guest on the show. She was probably the next funniest person I interviewed uh, when I was working for uh, for Schnarped. But yeah, Jackson was definitely a standout as far as as far as really funny guys and go. And a standout on this program once again. Absolutely. Happy to have him pop in and talk about Christmas stuff. Uh, but it, gentlemen, I have been so busy, you know, uh, like hosting you in my home today, hosting everybody who's popped in. Yeah. I just need to take a private moment and step out right now and just use the like the washroom real quick. Are yeah, you guys okay fair. if yeah, I? Yeah. yeah. Do you have yeah. to you have to take a big shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I need to yeah. I need to leave the room for a little bit. Yeah. But like, you I mean, need to decompress. We can handle. I feel, the... I feel like I've trained you well enough in the oh, art yeah. of broadcasting. Yeah, 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 I have yeah. to talk like, into the microphone. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, you don't need me around a host. It's no. fine. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna leave for a little bit. But, uh, you know, you guys hang. Yeah, we can handle it. It's segment seven. Okay, everybody. Welcome to... What was that? What's the show called again? Well, it's a real good show, but did we have anything... Like, what was seven? Real good show. Welcome to real good... Well, no, because we got to do the broad... We're broadcasters now. Right. So we have to... Because Justin's not here to host. It's real... Stefan Heck. John Cullen. Real good show. Be real. Be... Good. Is this segment Be just us real good. practicing broadcasting? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Check. Oh, well, test. Is... Test. Microphone. Check. Test. That's what we always do, right? That's the broadcast. Yeah, real good show. Stuff. Welcome to Real Good Show. I'm John. Real good. I'm John Cullen. And it's not a Wait, who is that? Yeah, I'm hearing some stuff in no, but, the. Uh, but who, who is that? No, no. We got it. We're practicing the broadcasting. But I don't no, have time but that's, to listen that's to this. someone. Oh, okay. Oh my God, it is. Yes. Okay. So we. It is uh, actually. It's him. God, it, we it, we told him not to show up here. But, excuse uh, me, gentlemen. Uh, hello. Oh Christ. Uh, uh, okay. We. So we did. Okay. We did get some show notes. 
Uh, and it is, uh, it's a, I mean, he was kind of a popular guest on the show. Uh, welcome, uh, Remigio from the three, I don't remember his last, what's your last name? My name is Remigio Pereira. Pereira, there we go. Oh, it's the Lone Wolf The tenor. Lone Wolf Tenor, yes. The Rogue yes. Tenor. The Rogue I Tenor. Now, I've now gone rogue. Okay. Uh, that's, that's very big in the, in culture these days. Okay, so you've I'm gone. The, I'm the one rogue tenor <laughs> nice uh, I, I get it it's like a, it's a joke about assassin's creed right yeah. there's rogues in that yeah, yeah, ab- yes yes yeah. okay good yeah. so, so i i've been singing the national anthem before every screening of rogue one i've nice. been very busy lately. that's been wow that'd be very busy a yeah. lot of screenings yeah. uh so so we did uh remigio uh, we weren't sure that you were going to come by but we did get a, a little briefing from your agents and they said that you wanted to uh that you wanted to sing a Christmas Carol. Yeah, well, you know, because uh, it is Christmas time after all. Y- you know, my my friends in the in the Canadian tenors, or some people just call them the tenors. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but I mean, you're th- not in it anymore. So who gives a shit? It's not my thing. You know, people say, "Oh, look at those guys. They keep so busy." You know, you saw them uh, singing the anthem um, in front of the Grey Cup uh, yeah. here in Canada very recently. You know, I just. I, this, people say Remigio is not so busy anymore now that he's not in the group. That's fake news. You know, you've heard about this fake news. Yeah, yeah, we've in, heard about it. In yeah. 2016. Yeah. I just wanted to clear up that it's also fake news. I do the anthem before the Rogue One every single you just catch me at Scotiabank Theater or, you know, any theater. Anywhere, yeah. I, I'm also very busy, so that's the fake news. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. no, that's good But you, you had a song for us. I, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I heard you were having a Christmas party yes. here. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know, I, I, it's Christmas time. It's a time to sing the songs to be as festive as can be and, and spread the cheer. Yeah, for, for everyone. Well, and I, I'll say, Remigio, I, I personally have a favorite uh, Christmas song, and I, and I was excited because you, I think your agent told us that this is that you were going to sing it for us. So I'm very excited. My favorite Christmas song, and I'm sure you too, Stefan, is White Christmas. And uh, uh, mine, I, mine is Fairy Tale in New York by the Pogues. Okay, Pretty cool choice. Okay, yeah, whatever. So, but mine, like, I have a normal one, which yeah. is White Christmas, and I heard that that's what you're going to sing for us today. Uh, well, you know, I was open to taking requests. I'm a very accommodating man of the people, and, nice. uh, and I'm happy to... Um, and you you're know, in the Italian mob well, now, hey, so you stopped you know, talking. Some people, people want to know how did my voice get this way. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, why do I... Why? What? You know? How... Is it because Well, I, he, he wants to sing us a Christmas carol we can't refuse. It, yeah, yeah. Is it because I eat too many chocolate bars <laughs> or I don't wash my face? Probably is that why my voice is like this? Probably a combo. It might be why, but, you know, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a thoughtful man. I sound like I'm choking up constantly. But, yeah, you do. But, uh, it's you know, very serious. I have to loosen my vocal cords when it comes time to sing the songs. So uh, I'm very excited to share with you my most inclusive Christmas carol <laughs> yet. Uh, and I will start that now. I'm dreaming of an all-lives Christmas Remember when my sign said that Where the chemtrails glisten And children listen to hear Me say the earth is flat Okay, all right. Well, 
Let's yeah, no. I'm dreaming of an all-lives Christmas. With every Christmas card I write. Christmas cards is probably okay. Okay, this is safe. May your earths be flatter and flatter. And may all of your lives okay. matter. No. Okay. 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 Well, he like tripled down. Yeah, he on really it. got. Okay. That was exactly the same thing you got in trouble about singing about at the All Star th- game. I, I thought you learned though, your lesson. Like you did a heartfelt apology video. This is, you know, some people say that uh, I feel sad because I did the thing, but you know, uh, actually, I never apologized not one single time. Like really, I did not ever. I oh. said. I didn't regret one single thing that I did, and you know. Uh, well, I think our listeners might demand pe- an apology. People, no, I, I don't. I, I, I don't think that it's fair for it just to be a white Christmas. You know, this Christmas is for everybody. It makes, it, it makes me cry. I, I do cry. I cry when I hear about people who don't get to celebrate Christmas because they just do not have the means and economic ability to right. have How long has Justin been shitting Christmas? for? Yeah, we no. need Justin back oh here. My God. Yeah, this is this enough. This is spiraling out of control. Christmas is for everyone. He Stephen. put way too much faith into Stephen. us. But it's not really for Stephen. everyone. I mean, Christmas. like, Jewish people don't celebrate Christmas. it at all. all, all whether you're black, whether you're Jewish. You know, a lot of black people don't. Ce- a lot of white people don't celebrate it either. Whether you're a police officer. Whether you sing the anthem before NFL games, yeah, whether no, I, you yeah. are, hold papers up in front of the camera when you're on television, Christmas is for everybody. It's a time of no, for, it's not though. It's but it's like, but it's not for everyone though. Like people, it's, it's a time. Of, right, okay, this is enough. It's a time of forgiveness. Yeah, we're gonna shut your Justin, mic off now, Justin. Justin you gotta get back here. On. It's time for segment eight. <laughs> Thank you, Ramesh. Thank God you're back, Justin. Jesus Christ. I don't know what the hell was wrong with that guy. Uh, uh, goodbye, guys. I, I no, Ramesh, you're just gone. out of here. I you're, you're I have not been forgiven. No, you, you haven't. You have the spirit oh, of the God. holidays. Yeah. It's just, no. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, we don't have the spirit of the holidays. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm going to go find a real party of people who will appreciate me. Yeah, good luck with that. Because, you know, all parties matter, but not this party. Yeah, you go find the Republican Party. Peace See out. Ya. Peace out, bitches. Thank you, Remigia. Wow, I, mean, I seem like I, I missed a very standoffish confrontation, fellas. Like, how uh, was your shit? Oh, wonderful. Okay, yeah. nice. So well, he did mention Remigia did mention Rogue One. He did mention Rogue and One, and that's actually not the clip we're doing this no, week. No, it's not. You good, good attempt at a segue. <laughs> yeah, well, I totally fucked that segue. Yeah, up, yeah, but so. that's okay. I mean, yeah. it might be a segue in a future episode. Yeah, just pretend. So, what you should do after that segue that I attempted is pause this episode. <laughs> And go to the next episode right about when we're playing a clip. Anyway, it's it doesn't That'd matter. Be a perfect segue. We have a different clip this week, and it's for very our good. clip of the week. We go to uh, television. A, a television uh, program. It is the uh, the, uh, the you know we talked earlier about NHL twenty four seven. Now that's a was a very popular program, and now they're doing a much less popular version of it. Uh, this one is called the Road to the Classics. Uh, I think. And I think this actually factors into Stefan's pool party a little bit here because. Uh, I believe Stefan 
Did you I, d- I, I didn't get him this year. Oh, no. John, did you luck out? I don't have Ryan Reeves, but I am completely dominating the pool. I am almost beating the guy who has not rostered a team yet. So he has all zeros across the board, and I am almost beating him but because Ryan I Reeves, have a minus. Who was a very valuable pick. Very valuable pick. In the pool this year. Because he doesn't score that much. And in this game against the New Jersey Devils, he did happen to score. And he was uh, he was beaking uh, Vern Fiddler, uh, NHL veteran, longtime NHL veteran, and uh, was told by the referee uh, exactly uh, where he should put that. Uh, in his priorities list. Yeah, exactly. And we will hear that, our clip of the week, in segment number eight. Segment eight. Fuck, you're going to turn into dust, you're so fucking old. Reaver, don't even talk to him. You got the game winner right now, for fuck's sakes. You're a goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the reverse pool, you do not want Ryan Reeves to be scoring yeah, goals. Not, yeah, that was an, a nightmare, but uh, a great clip. And I, I dare I say, and I'm not 100% positive, but I do think that that is referee Wes McCauley, who Ooh. was also a clip of the week earlier this year I, for his dramatic goal call. He was. He I was. believe you are correct. So another appearance from Wes McCauley. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, trouble. If Ryan Reeves is a goal scorer, if, I mean, we've had a lot of trouble with goal scoring in the Lucas Pisa pool, I think, already. Adam Cracknell not working out for me so far, <laughs> unfortunately. I've had just a great – my team is crushing. And, uh, yeah, see, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's this guy, Wes McCauley. I think it is. Right. No, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Someone Someone mentioned that. That's perfect. And, you know, I feel like – um, so he's obviously the, a real beauty. This the West NHL McCauley. might like try to shy away from those clips, sort of making the show because they do have like final say in what goes in, right? Yeah. Um, but it's good to like profile personalities for your officials. I think. Oh, I agree totally. They would probably think it's bad because you want them to not be a known commodity that they can just interchange any referee in any game, and that they're all it's just NHL referee, you know? Yeah. But uh, not a bad thing to to let us know who these people are and Wes McCauley certainly doing that right there he did absolutely what a good guy (laughs) Wesley McCauley yeah he was the one who did the really dramatic goal call yeah in overtime yeah uh awesome and we'll go from there into segment number nine segment nine and this is a a segment that i've been really looking forward to it's a big change of pace (laughs) this is yeah it's gonna be a (laughs) big change this is quite a, a reversal it is. Here because the most, uh, you know, hardened, cynical, uh, uh, ironically detached member of the podcast here is is joining us for uh, a, a, a moment of clear sincerity. Yeah. Clarity and sincerity. Clarity. Clarity. Quincerity. A moment we are calling John's. Tender moments. Thank you, guys. There's no theme song. Uh, no, I thought we could play maybe the um, this magic moment. You know that song? because ah, it's like John. You basically just tender play it moment. For us. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Um. Yes. So on this show, I do kind of play like a cynical jerkwad sometimes. I mean, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And then people meet me in real life, and they realize like I'm not the worst guy in the world. Like I'm a pretty decent person, I think. But uh, on the show, I continually like triple, quadruple, probably like 20 triple. Is that a word? What is it called when you get up to? I'm going to make it French. Vant triple. When you vant triple down and you say that all the listeners are shitty and whatever. (laughs) And uh, so this has been a very big year for our show. And so I just wanted to say from the bottom of my cynical own heart 
that I thank everyone for listening to the show. It's been pretty crazy. This year has been crazy for us. Like the amount of money that you guys donate to the show. The, uh, the, we, we the, did a live show that we did a live show out. that sold out like oversold like we turned people away from the show uh the facebook group is like the funniest thing ever the fact that we're like <laughs> propagating these inside jokes that people are all in on and like every day there's like at least one to ten funny posts in the facebook group people that are devoted fans like we've had a lot of people say at the end of the year that they've listened to like every minute of our show this year which i don't know what's wrong with you and like why you do that. But it's unbelievable to me that anyone would support this. I mean, I've been doing comedy for a long time. No one's ever supported my stand up like this. It's just such a crazy community that we've somehow randomly created. And I think all of our listeners are amazing. You share the show with your friends and, and, uh, and it's just awesome. So I just wanted to thank everybody for doing that and an amazing year. I also want to thank Justin and Stefan for being two awesome co-hosts. And we, we have a blast doing this every week and we, uh, we love that you guys uh, listen to it. And uh, yeah, so just thank you guys so much for your support. Like we definitely could not do it without you. We say, we say that every week, like Justin says it and, and he means it and I mock him for saying it, but, <laughs> um, but no, it really does mean a lot to all three of us. And so thank you for that. And uh, there's no better way, I think, to segue out of John's tender moment than into segment 10, which is everyone's favorite segment on this program, John's New Metal Nook, where I'm going to share with you a classic. Now, this is a song I haven't heard in a long time. I managed to find this, too. You did manage um, to find this, and I will give you, Stefan, credit for this. Before you start the song, I just (laughs) want to point out that we just witnessed like a Grinch moment. We talked about this with Santa Claus earlier. (laughs) Yeah, okay, don't speak too soon, because you know what's coming up next. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, I mean, it's like if we did a cross-section of his body, his heart just grew three sizes. There we go. My heart grew three sizes, and so did my penis. Okay, (laughs) now, because we are... There, I was watching some dog stuff. Anyway, um, so yes, I thought it would be fun. I assumed I would do the tender moment, and then you guys would mock me because that's what I always do. But Justin is too sincere of a guy that he just couldn't even yeah, mock I mean, me doing my own sincerity. I, I mean, Remigio could come back. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's gone. We <laughs> killed him. Okay, so this is a classic. I, I, I. It's honestly been a long time since I've heard this. It's by the band Corn, and it is a cover of Jingle Bells. Now, if you guys could just take, I'll give you one guess as to what they're actually calling Jingle well, Bells. Well, I know what it okay, is. Okay, so, so Justin, I'll give you one guess. What do they retitle? What, do you think, what did they retitle Jingle Bells as? Like what? What is Jingle Bells referring to? No, no. Like so, they they've made it because they're like new metal and hardcore. So okay. like they can't call the song Jingle Bells. So what would they call it instead? Uh, I don't know. Like Jungle. No, you're overthinking it. <laughs> jingle Balls. There, yeah, it there it is. There it is. Jingle Balls, <laughs> baby. Just the way you expect it to start. Hell yeah. I mean, goths need Christmas too. I mean, do they? (laughs) I guess all lives matter (laughs) to Christmas. Oh yeah, this is fucking dope. Getting down into the the nitty-gritty snarl of it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like the lowest possible tuning. I'm wondering how long we have to wait for some actual vocals from yeah. Jonathan Davis here. 
Oh. I spoke too soon. Wow, he's going deep throat for this. He normally doesn't scream like this. It makes me feel like it's not corn. But he's saying jingle bells and not jingle balls, you know what I mean? Yeah. Boy. Yeah, this kind of sounds more like uh, like Slipknot or something. Yeah. It does say corn on YouTube. And yeah, it does. I don't know. YouTube's never been wrong. No, never. Okay, that's. I'll be honest. Even I didn't like that. And... Uh, <laughs> Let's see if this is actually by Corn, because I feel like uh, I I just don't know that this is actually by Corn. Well, it's a it's a big question. It's a big question that we will have to deal with whether or not that is by Corn. Unfortunately, that is not one of our top three questions of the week this week. Apparently, it is by Corn. There's a Wikipedia entry. They recorded it during sessions for Follow the Leader. And there one of go. the main reasons why it's not one of our top three questions of the week is because it just got answered right there. <laughs> and we'll go from there into segment number 11? 11. Number 11. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? <laughs> Murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Uh, gentlemen, what are the big three questions this week? Question number three is from Stephen Motion. Stephanie J. Stephen Motion. And she asks, what's the worst? This is a simple question, but it's a, it's a good one. Yeah. Right. What's the worst Christmas gift you've ever received? Yeah. And this can just be a little Did quick we, round table I here. feel like we answered this on the show, but maybe this uh, is on a different show. I don't think so. Okay. I'll go first. Yeah. Pick up sticks. Nice. I like, never minded pickup sticks. Yeah, man. that's You didn't get them for Christmas. That's true. Was that like a big gift to you? No, like, but no. it was just like, okay. okay. Like, uh, uh, I remember as a kid like being super disappointed getting socks for Christmas, but I, like, I fucking love getting socks for Christmas now. So that's just, yeah, who wants to buy that's, socks? That's, that's not a bad gift. It's just a bad a perspective yeah, when exactly. you're a kid. Yeah. You don't really know that yeah. that's actually a pretty sweet thing to get. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, my grandparents on my dad's side were, like, very religious. So I would get, like, uh, like religious themed books and stuff from right. them for christmas so you get like the quran <laughs> exactly yeah, so, yeah. Cool. uh yeah like like stories of people being tested by faith or right yeah, yeah 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 and they'd be like read this and enjoy it and i don't think i ever read the books Ooh. i was like i was always excited because it's like a big gift right it comes right big like, like illustrated pretty, book yeah, yeah, yeah it's a huge book so it looks like a big thing right. under the tree and then you're like and oh you, shit another fucking it, book about god book of, like parables and right stuff. yeah it's yeah like yeah. yeah, I've been down that road. Um, <laughs> think, that's the worst I've ever got, but it's jumping out at me at the moment. Yeah, the one thing I've been asked this question before. That's why I thought we brought it up on the show, but might have been on another podcast or something. But I think the worst gift I ever got, and I feel bad saying this because my grandmother, who has since passed away, like loved Christmas, like was obsessed. And we, I, in on her side of the family, she had eleven grandchildren, six children, eleven grandchildren. So Christmas was like, we didn't get a ton of stuff for Christmas, but she like loved it. She's like the type of person that shopped for Christmas in like April. Like she would have stuff on Christmas for next Christmas. Like she was that kind of lady and she's instilled that in my mother. So like, that's why Christmas is a big deal in my household as well, which is awesome. 
But one year, I think I was, I, I mean, I was under 10 for sure. She got me a coin sorter for Christmas. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever, did you guys ever see that like infomercial for that thing? It was, so it was like a tube. The only person I knew who had a coin sorter was like my drug dealer friend in college. Right, exactly. Right. So it was like, so this was a primitive version of that because yeah. I'm like nine. So this yeah. is like 1994. So it, it, what it was was so it came with a tray and you would put the coins in the tray and so it would get up, it was to roll coins that's what the coins so so when I say coin sorter I guess I should say it was more like a coin roller so you put the coins in the tray then when it filled up to the appropriate roll it, it had a tube so the tube had like a big square piece in the middle and then two tubes on the end. And then so you put the coin roller, the empty coin roller in one end. Then you dumped the coins in the big square pool thing. Then you tipped it so that the, all the coins would go in the non-roller end of the tube. So they'd all line up. And then you put like a closer on the, or a door closer thing on the square part. And then you flipped it over really fast. So all the coins went into the roller, then you pulled it out and then you were done. So I like, I, again, I guess that would be good if you're it's a drug dealer. A fun game. Yeah. But like you're, I was nine. So first of all, <laughs> I don't even have coins. Second of all, like, yeah, it's Christmas, right? So that's the other, you know, if she just gave it to me, then you'd be like, oh, this is nice. Like you saw this in the store. I have some coins. You thought it'd be nice for me to be, but like for crit, you're like, oh man, like I'm only getting, you're only spending like 30 bucks on me. Like how much, like you're, that's the thing when you're a kid, right? Yeah. You sit there and calculate like, Ooh, just buying for 11 grandkids, probably only going to be spending like 20 to 30 bucks each. This probably costs like 14.99. Like, Oh boy, I'm in trouble. So yeah, <laughs> maybe I can find a YouTube of it because you you got to see it to believe it. It's incredible. Well, but anyway, we'll, you guys, we'll yeah, question two. Yeah, and we'll question two along. is for you actually, John. Okay. Uh, it's from uh, at Dean Two Legs on Twitter, and he asks: Outside of Devil Sticks Mastery and uh, new metal lyrics, what other embarrassing skills slash knowledge does John possess? <sighs> okay, I think we're we're trying to like. We said we were going to ask the same question of you guys, even though it was just directed at me, because it seems weird that I'd be the only one answering, right? Yeah, I can put um, my, th I can do this with my thumb. I don't know if that's. Like, oh, weird. that's fucking weird. Yeah, that is weird, especially considering how. Well, you have really dainty fingers. Yeah, I always forget I guess that. that's true. So that so that works. I can do. I can one hand clap. Okay, that's pretty weird. Oh wow! But that's just like a stupid human trick. That's not like a. It's a skill. I guess. Uh, okay. So that was my skill as a thumb. Uh, so, so, well, he said embarrassing, right? That was the key word there. It's was it weird. Was it embarrassing though? Yeah. He said embarrassing. Okay. Embarrassing yeah, skills. So. Um, okay. I'm good at Magic the Gathering. Uh, I still have my old decks from when I was oh, a kid. Oh, actually, yeah. If we're taking embarrassing, I, I was like pretty I'm good at that. Pretty good at uh, Hearthstone, which is like yeah. a dumbed down version of but Magic But you actually Gathering. play it all the time. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Still. And I don't. Yeah. So that's, so I'm it's guessing I'm less embarrassed than you. Um. Yeah. Uh. What else? Um. Justin. I. I don't know. Like I had magic. I mean, I, I like wrestling, but I don't think I was ever good at it. Yeah, I was pretty. We collected. A, like we were very serious about it. I. I remember I had one birthday where I said I wanted magic cards, not really thinking that like every single one of my friends would get me magic cards, <laughs> but that's what happened. I got magic cards from everybody. That's dope, though. Oh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good, except it was right around the time when Magic uh, Mirage came out. Because when I got into it, there weren't that many versions of Magic. Like now, there's mil there's so many different sets, you know? Back then, it was just kind of like version, like edition, first edition, second edition, third, fourth. Then they started to come out with the sets. Mirage was one of the first sets they came out with, and it was really bad. And it had just come out when I got them. 
So um, I think I can. They called it like Magic the Gathering, like it was a super social thing to do. It's more like Magic the Scattering, if if you know what I'm saying, right? Cool, man. Uh, So the the reason they called it the Gathering was because it was a gathering of creatures. It had Uh, nothing to do with like gathering people. uh, Of course. Anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I don't. I I'm I'm willing to say because I I made like a, an incredulous claim last week that I could beat anyone at Devil Sticks. I would also say I think I could beat any one of our listeners in a Golden Eye Death Match. Ooh, uh, yeah, that's not embarrassing. Though. No, that's not really embarrassing, but I am very good at it. Uh, although I played with one guy in university who was better than me, so I, if he listens to the show, then right. he could beat me. But he doesn't, so it's fine. <laughs> um, what else is embarrassing? Uh, hmm. That's a good question. It's, it's tough, right? Because you need yeah, to have the perspective to know what things that yeah. you like suck. Which you probably don't <laughs> think that because you like. No, them. no, I no. Devil sticks. <laughs> Devil sticks suck. I just was good at them at a time. I can juggle. Is that good? Is that embarrassing? It's not. Yeah, it's surprising. It's not like cool. Is it surprising? A little bit. Yeah, people are kind of. Like, I'm not oh, surprised weird. at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm trying to think of like what's because there's got to be worse. Shit. Oh, you don't have to list like everything. No, I know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can think of right now. Dean's. I love board games, but that's like people yeah, really like board games. games are like now. popular now, yeah. back I like now. board games. Yeah, yeah, more like exciting games. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's go to the next. <laughs> okay. Quite time for question. Question one. number one is from uh, Mr. Tony Celery at Tony Celery, and I love this question. Great question. And he asks, "How long would a regular guy with a shovel last in the octagon against a UFC fighter? He can use the shovel any way he wants." Well, I think he would last as long as he wants to last. See, I disagree. I think the UFC guy gets the shovel and then beats the guy. That's exactly worse. it, right? Yeah. Like I, so a regular guy, maybe he gets like if he gets a good hit in, I yeah. think the UFC guy's Which, still gonna. I mean, I mean, do you think that a regular guy has like the killer instinct? No, there's to that use too, right? The shovel as like a deadly weapon. Well, but I guess in this scenario though, he is. It's like self-defense, right? Yeah. So even a regular guy. But then the thing is as well is like for me, I'm just picturing myself like holding it in front of me so just to stave to, him off. You, right. But he'll just grab it. You count yourself as a regular guy? I think I'm smaller than a regular guy. Okay, but, but would you – would your first instinct to be when the bell rings, buddy's coming towards you, you have a shovel. You swing at the head first immediately? That's what I would do. But then I yeah. think he'd be ready for that. I think you almost have – because the, the shovel's like sharp. You just go for the arm or something with it. Right? Yeah, we're assuming it's a metal, like it's a shovel that can do damage, not yeah. just like a shitty. Plastic. So it's one of those, like one of those ones. It's like a blade almost, right? Right. Right. right so yeah. if you just swing it at the guy's side, you're you gonna could, cut him. Yeah, it's I true. Guess and then so. they might just stop the fight because he's bleeding so much. Yeah. He <laughs> Boom. Could, he could bleed. Fight out. over. Yeah. I. I mean, I just. Not that I like. Maybe I hit the ref in not, the head not with that it. I've put a lot of. I, I would into hit the. I would hit the ref in the head with it, and then they'd stop the fight. I. Th- well, who would stop it? The ref's gone. Someone would come in. Okay. I think. <laughs> you think the fighter would automatically stop trying to hurt you like, and he yeah, would just like, tend this, to This guy's fucking crazy. He hit the right, ref. Right. See, yeah. I, it's a good question because I feel like Shovel's like right on that line of the UFC guy could still win. Oh, you know, he like would. If you, if, you Re- said, if you said like knife or something like that, then it's like, okay, well, the guy with the knife's probably going to win. Not, but not necessarily. Like this guy's like a, so you're fighting, you're, it's a trained fighter. And it's just a random guy with a yeah, knife. Yeah, I feel like. See, because that's the thing. Like, I think they could avoid being hit with That's it. what I mean. That's what, that's exactly what I mean. And if the guy, like, I think the, yeah, I'm still saying the UFC guy's going to win. 
I still really think that. Even like you'd have to hit him flush with the shovel on your first try. If you don't, it's over. Yeah, I mean, because and if they ever get the shovel, God forbid, the shovel. Yeah, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he be? Wow. Life so like your life. That's like the handicap for you to use it, right? Okay, but then even then, so he grabs the shovel and throws it out of the cage. Yeah, yeah. You're still in a real bad situation. This is true. Like I like okay, maybe I'm dumb, but how do they get to the point where they can like absorb punches? Like do you like I guess you sort of practice that, but like getting hit yeah like i just don't i watch some of the like some fights obviously yeah they get hit and they're down but like other fights you're like oh my god like did you guys see that cub swanson do who choi yeah that was nuts that was crazy like choi just ate so many punches like i just don't know how you can be like that like not be knocked out yeah Yeah. like i like ah even just thinking about it i want to go to sleep yeah, I'm I'm going to say like if you get some good shots in, it it's the first 45 seconds determine everything for sure. Yeah. But I feel like you could it's probably It's an exciting fight in that. You sense. could probably like take his head off if you get like a really good first shot. I think that's yeah. the thing like you have to get that first shot and if you don't you're fucked. Yeah. Because he'll get in close and then the shovel's useless and you're dead. And you have to hit his head, I think. I think even if you cut his side it would, no, but that, that would hurt, though. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd still, but they're going to go forward. They're trained fighters. You'd have to really get a Yeah, good, that's the thing. It would have to be a perfect hit. Yeah. Am I allowed to kill him? Like, is there any legal repercussion to that? Uh, yeah, nothing in the question. It does say so. that I can use the shovel to do anything that yeah, I want. Yeah, no, I think, right? uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'll just knock him on the head first, and then when he goes down, just, you know, keep shoveling yeah, him in the spine. There you go. Some great I like questions. That you're, this week. You always insert yourself into the athletic <laughs> scenario. Like you just said, a person. You're like, well, I would <laughs> shovel. But we're all, we're all I, regular I guys. Stefan yeah. is a regular no, guy. I, first. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Good questions yeah. this week. Yes. Though. Great thank questions. You, yes. Questions. Thank you. And uh, that and more questions coming up, of course, in the donor mailbag. Yeah. Episode. That's true. Sure. <laughs> so, so donate donor. for that if you donate want. Donate it up. Uh, but with that, we will move into everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, I'm going to say there's a video game called Steep. If you ever played uh, the skate games where it's like an open world skateboarding game, this mm-hmm. is like that, but you're in like the Alps and like Alaska sort of, and it's this big open mountain world and you're skiing, snowboarding, parasailing, and wingsuiting and it's really fun. And what consoles is this available on? PlayStation like 4. Uh, yeah, PS4, Xbox, and I think PC. I think it's on Xbox. Yeah. Multi-sport yeah. game, too. That's impressive. It's and, re- and, and they're adding... So they're going to add... I think with the DLC, they're adding sledding. Um, Love to sled. Uh, like jetpack wingsuiting or something. And then sure. some other like parachuting just, things. I, remember, I don't know. Uh, if, base jumping as well. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but I remember like what a big deal it was when the first amped came oh, out yeah. for xbox and uh, this i loved amped, and this is like 
next gen amped taken to like 5000 yeah because the big thing about amped was like you can see the bottom of the run from the top it's yeah. not like loading in front of you as you go down this one is insane so to have it's like so big not just an entire mountain be available it's but a mountain like a range massive mountain range yeah. that you can do any sport and on. just the jumps and like also like the cr- the crash physics and the falling physics are so satisfying you know too. you know what i like about amped is uh you, it helps you hear guitars do you have a what's your good thing this? Yeah, week? like when you amp yeah. when you amp it. I, I want to play this game though. My yeah, favorite, fun, yeah. bring my, your PS4 to Christmas. Yeah, you know what's going to be good is um, my favorite snowboard game. Uh, well, what I'm saying is going to be good is that when I say this, people who are listening to the show that really like this game also because they're smart are going to be like, hell yeah, that was a dope game, Snowboard Kids. Oh, okay, I was worried that you were going to say like SSX Tricky. No, SSX, SSX Tricky was. It fun. wasn't terrible. I had SSX Blur. 1080 snowboarding was good. 1080 too. snowboarding was money. I paid $20 to procure that cartridge off of eBay, and I currently own it. We can put that on the uh, the Raspberry Pi. I used for to, the, yeah. Uh, the video I used to episode. love playing as what was Dion Blaster. Was that the uh, UK guy? That sounds right. Sounds it was uh, Dion Blaster. Who, uh, Ricky was the Canadian guy. Ricky something. Ricky. The Dragon. Yeah, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> and uh, then there was uh, Ka. Ka- uh, there was Akira something. I, I, assume, I assumed you're just going to look this up. Nah, uh, no. Anyway, <laughs> and also pulling off a 1080 is insane. It's oh, not yeah. even possible. Yeah. I've played the game now as an adult. I beat Goldeneye on 00 Agent as an adult, and I was like, okay, I'm awesome. But 1080 <laughs> snowboarding, pulling off a 1080, I'd argue, maybe one of the toughest I pulled off like games. a 2160 in Steep because you can jump off cliffs. Yeah, that sounds it's fucking amazing. sweet. I got to get it. Yeah. I'm going to get Steep. It's, and we can, uh, you can play. It's all multiplayer, and it's like massively multiplayer, so you're just continually seeing right, other players. Right. So we can all just ski and, and snowboard and like start right. races wherever. It's right. really fucking I'm fun. not going to do any of that. Um, no, no, you I'm going to play by myself. You'll, um, you'll play so, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it on. I'm gonna keep it on brand. Chris, hashtag Christmas. I heard a Christmas album uh, just yesterday for the first time. Uh, well, one song in particular uh, by Sharon and the Dap Kings. Last year they came out with "It's a Holiday Soul Party," and, uh, and it, Sharon, of course, passed away she last did. month. But this album is unreal. It's I don't know how. Sixteen ne- takes yet another one. I don't know how I'd never heard of this before, but it's so good. And one track in particular, "Funky Little Drummer Boy," unbelievable. I could easily imagine both opening presents and fucking to this song. <laughs> Which, how many Christmas carols can you say that about? I'll play a little I mean, snippet right now. Yeah, I can see it. Hell yeah. I'm just I'm swaying my hips right now. This is like the only good version of this song, I think. Yep. Well, no, that's not true. The Charlie Brown Christmas one is... Yeah. And also, have you heard the one by Sean Quigley? No. It's good. I'll play it. Well, like even even like Bing Crosby and David Bowie couldn't really pull off that song. Well, so when David Bowie can't make a song cool, that has a lot to do with Bing Crosby's questionable past as a as a sexual abuser. <laughs> anyway, Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings. It's a holiday soul party. Check uh, it out. All right, uh, and just in a funny twist, Sharon. The first song is called Eight Days of Hanukkah." She made up a Hanukkah song. So there you she go. Just, it's just the best. Including everyone. Listening to Sharon Jones sing about Shabbos is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I guess I have to recommend. Um, well, 
You don't have to recommend Star Wars. I have, I have like a, a restaurant recommendation, but yeah. that's very localized. That's okay. okay. That's, only that's, that's for fine. Throw it out there. I'll tell you how bad okay. I actually think it is. Okay. Uh, well, if we hadn't had a home-cooked meal here this evening, I would have recommended, but I probably wouldn't because I know you don't like garlic, and that would be a problem. Oh, wow. Uh, Vietnamese food. Oh, yeah. Vietnamese food is terrible. Uh, you oh, know, come on. You move into a new apartment. No, it's fine. Into it's a good. new neighborhood. It's, it's, imp- it's important to find like a new place to replace your old go-tos in your old place, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's how that works. I have yeah. fortunately found a new restaurant that has become Carrie and I's go-to that is just coincidentally also like the best pho place I've ever been to. And I know that it's pronounced pho or whatever. It's actually pronounced garbage soup. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like this restaurant is on the corner of Denman and Davey in downtown Vancouver on the Denman side of things. It's called Bowget, like baguette. Like you can get bow. And and the, uh, like the A in bow is like shaped like the Eiffel Tower. So it seems like it would be like a French fusion Vietnamese restaurant. Well, I guess that's true. There was Dien Bien Phu and all that kind of, I mean, that was real French fusion if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But there's like no French influence that I can find in the cuisine there what they do offer is is the only faux place i think is very unique to them they they do a broth that has like saute sauce in it they do a saute faux uh so what like, does that mean it's like a, you know like a spicy peanut saute sauce oh you know? they do like a broth with saute like, with yeah that's how i sorry, say it as sorry. a white man no i think you probably said it properly uh, but I got confused. I was thinking of like saute, saute, like the French. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Saute, uh, which is, of course, French for saute. <laughs> Spicy peanut sauce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so they do a saute broth that is unbelievably good. It has, like, coconut milk in it also. Spicy, so you kind of have to like spicy food. But uh, Bowget on the corner of Denman and Davy, I fucking love it. It's I've I've eaten there, like... 10 times since we moved in All here. Right, if you want to get out. some bow, go it, to Bowget. It's Bow-Get. the best pho in Vancouver for my money anyways. So if you I prefer Golden Train Express too. Put, put it to what the can text, you say? head on down. And I'm happy to send some business their way because they deserve it. Yeah, what, every time we bring up a thing on the show, ah, don't buzz market that. <laughs> again, another sponsors. But when he likes something, oh boy. I also saw this little movie called Rogue One. Oh, shut up. It was all right. Let's end this. Uh, Remigio was there. It was weird. Uh, sang the anthem before the screening. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> with that, Touché. that will do it for this week's long episode. But very worthwhile. I, I like to think, think so, yeah. Uh, our producer is Jessica Sands. Jessica did some great work for us throughout the year. And I know next week is the year in review episode, but I always still want to thank oh, of course, yeah. the, the effort that she put into the show yeah. this, this year booking some primo guests for us. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you to all of our guests here today. Uh, Of course, Jared Leto, Santa Claus, Paul Heck, uh, Jackson Playfair, Ryan Lambert, Remigio Pereira. Am I remembering all of them, fellas? Is that everyone who joined us here today? That's it. Uh, Did you get Ryan in there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our intern are the fine folks at SeatGeek, promo code REALGOOD, We will talk to you again next week for the best clips of 2016. I mean, it's our whole year in review. Until then, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Stuffing. It's Outre. Stuffing. Okay, well. I thought it would be Outre. It was supposed to be Outre. (laughs) Stuffing.
stuffing. Dressing. Yeah. We said we agreed. We agreed on outre. I thought we agreed on stuffing. Outre. Outre was And we even talked about... Anyway, fuck, it doesn't matter. I said stuffing when we agreed You know what, though? You heard me say outre? Dog boner was supposed to... I said stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. At Dog Boner from Twitter. Was supposed yeah, to, Michael, Michael Hale. Hale was supposed to phone in. Oh, well, too bad. Never. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Maybe it might time. be on the voicemail. We'll see. I Check doubt the it. Voicemail. mailbox for a real good show record your message at the tone when you are finished hang up or hold for more options hey stefan and uh justin and the other guy over there it's michael uh uh you guys's friend uh you guys's best friend and just giving you like a little christmas message here saying um you know merry christmas happy holidays super excited to get this podcast thing on the road uh the real good show you want to call it and we i'm excited to i got a lot of bits i got a lot of characters um like uh q and a i get my idea is we do a q and a uh asking people on twitter if hey, you got any sports questions or whatever, whatever and we uh just have a lot of fun we talk about whatever um what's on our minds what's in the news how you feeling um and i'm super excited to finally do that first episode so Call me back um, soonish if you can. And uh, Merry Christmas, bud. Goodbye. Reaver, don't even talk to him. You got the game winner right now, for fuck's sakes. You're a goal scorer. Oh, that was great, Jesse. That was really well, wonderful. I'm, fu- I'm so fucking sorry. I said you were nude on the couch. No, okay? I, <laughs> Jesus. I, I did, There's no I, UCB Nashville, I, okay? I, Just I really me. did not mean. That that was an obvious <laughs> joke. I just meant that that was, you know, you you didn't need to be actually seeing us to be able to say that because it's obvious that that would be the sure, case. sure, yeah. I can I can hear your skin peeling off the leather uh, <laughs> over Skype. <laughs> <laughs>